unidentifiable flying object. <laughs> UFO continues to be a mystery. Wasn't alone in space. Sightings of UFOs. Something out there. Close enough to be observed. What could it be? It could only be anything. A UFO. and gentlemen welcome to another episode of ufo no uh this is episode 90 y'all 90 i didn't think we'd make it this far it's unreal episode 90 i'm joined by my friend my wonderful friend bill and also by my wonderful friend new friend vince aka alien vibe guy say hi guys what's up what is up what is up it's an honor how are you doing tonight I'm so glad to have you guys. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I fucked up and I didn't pull up my notes. So I'm pulling them up right now mid-show. That's how unorganized I am. But at the same time, we're still going. So professional, you know what I mean? Anyways, uh, thank you all for joining the show. I really, really appreciate it. We're in the stratosphere cruising at about, I'd say, 84,000 feet, somewhere around there. What are you at, Bill? I'm a, I'm about that. Maybe, all right. Maybe a little higher. Vince is drinking a beer. Yeah, shotgun and beers with grandma. Woo! Hi, grandma. <laughs> Loving it. Uh, <laughs> it's clear skies, baby. We're ready to do this. If you like the show, be sure to share this episode. Give a nice review. You can also you can give a review on things like Apple Podcast, or you can also just give us a five stars on something like Spotify. So if you're listening on either one of those right now, you don't even have to quit listening to the episode. You can just go right up there, click the five stars, leave it while you're listening. Also, hit that subscribe button on the Rumble, on the YouTubes. It really, really does help. Also, be sure to get yourself some sweet-ass merch at that portal to everything UFO No show link in the show notes. Don't forget, like Vince did, thank you so much, sir. Uh, you can donate at patreon.com slash UFO no podcast where you get no ads, all my loyalty, bonus episodes, and uh, I'm going to be adding a whole bunch of new stuff very, very soon. But uh, this episode specifically was set to be a bonus episode. But you know what? I said, hey, let's mix it up a bit. I got Vince on. I got Bill on. <laughs> Let's do something weird, shall we? Let's uh, let's let's throw it out to the masses, and uh, so it's already been weird. <laughs> already been weird, but we love. I know it's been a journey just getting it's to this awesome. point. It's been awesome, uh, but uh, if you're on the Patreon, you're still going to get it ad free, and you're still going to get uh, it early. So don't uh, don't worry. You still got your rewards coming to you. So, anyways, once again, just click that portal to everything UFO no link in the show notes. Let's get into it. So right off the bat. Uh, what I wanted to talk about, uh, this is from Digital Trends, uh, and this is VR is coming to glasses. VR coming to glasses. So no more hefty goggles, you know, because those goggles, um, I don't know if you've played the, uh, the Oculus at all. Vince, have you played that? I have not. Bill? I've seen people play it. It's weird. I, I've seen it, but I, I haven't played it myself. I think I maybe have put it on one time to you know show my brother that i'd put it on well uh it's amazing so i had to because i'm a vr nerd because when i was a kid i'm old but when i was a kid it was like a big thing the nintendo glove the power glove you ever seen that or heard of that 
Like oh, yeah. it was a big deal. It was the first time that VR was like played around with because you put on the glove and then on the screen it just showed this, you know, 3D grid hand. You know, the typical grid lines, you know, it was, you know, crazy. It was inadequate sci fi at that <laughs> but point. But at the time it blew minds. Oh, yeah. You know, it really did. So, anyway, so this being able with the Oculus, not only can you like map out your play area, so it's a pretty big play area. But it's no, it's not corded. So like the regular like PS4 VR um, things like that. That's all corded. But now, so it's cordless. You map out your area. So like my entire garage became my play area. Super awesome. Um, and then, not to mention, the games are badass. So unlike you know, um, a lot of the PS4 ones were just really slow to develop. You know, because they got this whole other side of it that they're making games for. Whereas with this. Um, they were really with the Oculus. It's all just games, VR games. So there was a, just a shitload of anyways, I was obsessed and it got to a point where they added hand tracking. So you didn't even need the controllers anymore. It literally tracked you that good full on movement. It was wow. unbelievable, unbelievably good. So this excites me. This excites me. The VR, um, goggles. I'll put all the links in the show notes. So you guys can, uh, if you would like to, you can follow along. It's like a read along, or you could just look at it later. Either one, it's up to you. But uh, let's let's read the article a little bit. Many technology companies are working on improving aspects of VR, including making it more vivid and realistic. Now, new research from Stanford University and NVIDIA aims to make headsets easier to wear. The devices are pushed to have VR glasses look more like everyday glasses rather than being the large wraparound VR headsets that are seen on the market today. The prototype is called holographic glasses. Holograms, motherfuckers! telling you they're putting it in promotions they're putting it in advertising now it's going to be a thing it's going to be it that's it that's going to be the fake alien invasion is going to be holographic that's it right there done sit episodes over we solved it just kidding they uh, they have a lot of those billboards in like japan and stuff oh really that show big cats like coming oh, off the that, top of buildings yeah and yeah like tokyo yeah, yeah 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 have you seen that vince we're gonna see ads for no i, I just imagine we're gonna see like ads for dog food it'll it'll have the most gloriously holographic waterfall of (laughs) dog food pouring out of this building and it'll just have this majestic brand it'll have a majestic uh labradoodle you know (laughs) running over with its glorious locks flowing behind it and everybody will just be like oh fuck every dog in two miles is gonna go fucking nuts oh dude fucking crazy man great if if we even have dogs left over at that point who knows what's gonna happen They'll be Robot like, dogs. you know, dog, Labrador will be an endangered species or some shit. A delicacy. <laughs> a delicacy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so these holographic glasses can provide a full color 3D holographic image using optics that are only two and a half millimeters thick. That's unreal. Unreal. Yeah. And, and weighs 60 grams. Um, that's about two ounces of weed. Yeah. Just, uh, just for random information. Uh, researchers compared the prototype to the Meta Quest 2, which weighs 503 grams. <laughs> yeah! It is heavy. It's a heavy bitch. Wow, just think about how you can move yeah. around without that. I know. Well, and, and then think about this. Okay, so now what you have is you have with the Oculus, you have the ability to tra- track out to a, to a limit to be able to track out your um, play space, right? So... 
if let's say they expand that to be able to instead of because honestly like i could do probably half my backyard which is bigger than my garage okay um but because it's outside because the whole sun thing they don't they don't recommend it for um for outside with the sun and all that but let's say they fix all that what's to stop them from now that it's easy and portable from you going out and it mapping your neighborhood okay so now you can go out and make the neighborhood your play space well now so so here's what it does you draw out your play it's really amazing it's night vision you put on the goggles and it's night vision okay um until you draw your play space and then it builds the world around you so whatever your play space is that's the world. But until then, it's night vision. So now imagine it blending the opacity, right, of you can, like, dictate, well, I want a little bit see-through. I'm going to build this world, but I'm going to map it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah, it'll be like a visual Pokemon Go. Instead yes. Of looking at your phone, it's just right in front of you. Bingo. That's kind of what I imagine. Exactly. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's like so, a real Ghost in the Graveyard game, you know, where you can play it, and it's like, dude. you know, one of these typical horror games. Yeah. And it's like you turn the corner, and boom. Yeah. Some virtual ghost you see. So this is the start of like people having HUDs on their faces showing, you know, a health bar, you know, whatever the fuck. It's you it's know. the convergence of the augmented Social. reality that you can have on your phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. like the Pokemon Go. This is the beginning of it. That's the, the augmented yeah. reality. And then this is the virtual reality. It's coming together to yeah. where you're going to have both all in one. You're going to be walking down the street with this thing on your face and yeah. you can see everything. But there's a Pokemon popping out behind that exactly. Ford Escort. That's right. Or a porn star, <laughs> put, depending on uh, yeah. what you like. You know, mm-hmm. it'll be uh, your status, you know, <laughs> single, married. Uh, that's right. So author. instead of Pikachu, it's uh, she'll blow you. You know, it's uh, <laughs> just popping out of a bush. Just be like, I'm here. You're like, oh, I got you, you know. And uh, but the the great thing is, is that this this future. Now, obviously, we also live in like this tyrannical time, but we are in the infancy of the world we've been wanting. Like all of us that are kind of at this age where we've been promised technology by this point, right? I mean, back to the future, man. All right. We were promised, uh, you know, blow dry your jackets and tie yourself shoes. And we got hoverboards, but they still are touching the ground. So what the fuck, you know, can we not get on this? Right. I want to be able to hover over a pond. Okay. Except not get stuck. They need to fix that. But, uh, I'm just saying like, we're, we're seeing the infancy of these things. We are in it right now. You know, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, 3D goggles now, virtual reality goggles that are no bigger than glasses. We've been wanting that forever. You know, we're ready for that. We were promised that. It's about goddamn time. I'm only 40, you fucks. You know, now I'm almost too old. I could bust a hip trying to do some of this shit. I think Sega Saturn back in the day, they had a little headset that had a little tiny viewer on it. Oh, really? And it it, it was it was nothing. No, no, no. I mean, it was it was basically like a see-through Game Boy screen. Oh, I see what you're but saying. It, yeah, it, it was it was just a little bit bigger than like the size of one sure. of your glasses. They have those now. They're called they're called Spy Tech. It's like a a brand of toys that okay. are like uh, spy related. So they have these. They call them night vision goggles, but they're just green with a light on top. You know, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. it's green lenses that shine a light in front of you, and that's that's night vision. But I mean, that's great. If you're a kid, you're like fuck it, a. 
you know i mean dude i, I you it. know i played with plastic walkie talkies that didn't even work you know they were just looked like a walkie talkie <laughs> at this point i'm fully expecting some sort of implant you know, oh yeah the company will pay you to do you know, to mm-hmm. be like a prototype. Oh yeah, hundred you know, percent. Yeah, just going straight through your eyes, not even having anything physical yes. on you. Well, contact eyes. lenses, dude. Think about it. I mean, yeah. they've got contact lenses now. I'm I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, that zoom, that can zoom. Uh, and so now they're playing with like adjustable farm. Uh, um, uh, God damn it, uh, adjustable prescription contact lenses. Like you would have a certain range of where these contact lenses can go from this prescription to that prescription and you can adjust them i think i just saw something super weird today or yesterday on my little feed thingy about artificial corneas oh sure yeah I oh mean, man that, they're gonna do everything they, <laughs> that that's the exact type of stuff right there that they put artificial stuff in your eyeball and boom yeah. right yep. like you said vr in your eyeball we are a cunt hair away from any of this stuff happening i mean it is absolutely right there on the teetering edge of them just going full-blown we're going to make a bionic eyeball that can do vr it can do 3d it can do zoom it's an all it's the swiss army knife of eyeballs you know mm-hmm. i mean we're right there because here's what you have you have these big implement uh, uh innovations but it's one it's one thing, right? And then it moves on to the next thing. So, so the inevitable stage is multifaceted gadgets, gadgets that do more than one thing. And obviously, the gadgets are going into our bodies. We're going to become Inspector Gadget. It's going to happen, except we won't have to say, we'll say, uh, you know, Google, extend arm, you know, Google, you know, make my penis hard, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, so, so yeah, it, a human 100 years from now will be totally different, I think. Oh, uh, oh, absolutely. If if a hundred years, if a hundred years, I mean, it's, you look back 10 years and it's hard to, I mean, some of this stuff is like, whoa, you know? And so man, a hundred years, dude, it's, and now it's moving faster than ever. Now that you have quantum mechanics or, uh, well, yeah, quantum mechanics, you have quantum, uh, computing, you have AI that's powering all this. So the innovations are not the, the only reason we have innovated at the speed we have is because it's human innovation. But we are on the cusp of humans taking a back seat to quantum and AI-powered R&D. And yeah. so when that starts to happen, what you have is you have these gigantic scoopers of information not literally, figuratively, giant scoopers of information that are quantum and AI just collecting data for us and then compiling it all for us. And then we just go build it. But then we won't even have to do that because they'll have 3D printing factories, which they already do in space, fucking satellites. Mm -hmm. So it's all leading to this point of we'll barely have to do anything. And what happens then is we lose oversight. And then all of a sudden, it's so fast, by the time the next shift comes in and checks up on the thing, you're like, oh, my God, they've taken over Ukraine. You know, like, whatever the fuck. You know, it, it, regulation would never keep up. Oh, never, never. Because once again, what, what's the speed? It's uh, a quantum computer can, can, what would, a problem that would take a regular high-powered computer now uh, 10,000 years a quantum computer can do in 200 seconds. 200 seconds. 
That's that's unimaginable. Uh, 10,000 years is unimaginable. So how do you even try and factor that up? That the speed difference is like... So, you know, you say, hey, learn this. You turn around, you come back, it's learned. And you gave them the task of like, learn humanity. <laughs> yeah. You know, no shit. I mean, look, look how, look, uh, 10,000 years, that way surpasses modern civilization by a long shot. You got a good grasp on human nature, modern human nature going back 10,000 years. That's a lot of fucking data in 200 seconds on an entire mm -hmm. species. Fucking anyways, we went way off from VR goggles, but that's, <laughs> that's what I mean no, is perfect, but it is like, that's, it's Good. all this tumbling effect. You know, it's VR goggles now, but then, yeah. like I said, it's bionic cocks later on, you know? Yeah. So it's just, well, it, I mean, you could have something like displaying your social credit score yeah. and the ramifications for that and how people behave. Yeah. No, they're, so oh, absolutely. they're already implementing that in. Yeah. Uh, numerous places. China. Oh, in China for, for, for the most part. I think. Oh, Canada. But, yeah. Canada's trying. UK is trying. I mean, there's a whole bunch of countries. But again, the biggest thing is this, is that as I continue to say, technology is just going to get to a point where it is moving so fast beyond anything. We're, we're, we are purposely, intentionally ensuring that it surpasses human capability. We are ensuring it. So when it starts learning beyond what we thought it could and then way beyond that and then even way beyond that, how do you reel it in when you can't even, there's no fucking way you're going to be like, well, we need to get ahead of this. How do we get ahead of Laughable. it if they're dealing with stuff that yeah. we can't even fathom because, exactly. like you said, it's so far ahead of us. Yeah, we are Wiley e. Coyote and they are the roadrunner now. You this know. is technology. It is going to get out of control and we're going to be this dumbass throwing Acme rockets and, and boulders at it. And it's just like, <laughs> dummy. The AI is going to laugh at us and be like, yeah. these dumbass cavemen banging rocks together made us. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, no. they'll, they'll be trying to figure out the secrets of the universe and we'll just <laughs> be trying to reel it in. Like, oh, wait, yeah. how do you guys even get out in space? That's what right. <laughs> it will absolutely reverse from a constant progressive state of innovation to a constant struggle to capture it back. Absolutely, 100%. It will just be a constant race to try and rein that shit in because it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It did what today? You know, like, and it's not going to be like, oh, look what it did in two years. Like I said, 10,000 years in 200 seconds. So imagine the amount of R&D it can do in a year's time that a regular science lab can do. You give that to AI and quantum technology. Done deal. Overnight. 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 And that's what they're working on. So again, this is, you know, VR goggles. It, it all ties together. You know, that's why I like highlighting these technologies, because this is what's coming, but also what's coming on the back end of that. If we lived in a world where nobody wanted to fuck each other over and everybody wanted to do this for the greater good for humanity, um, we wouldn't have to be weary or wary of these things. We wouldn't have to be. We could be excited, which I am excited but at the same time, I'm also very wary of what they're doing in the uh, behind the scenes, behind closed doors. They learn from us. That's right. Yes. They see the reality of it, yeah. of past things, past innovations, yeah. and consequences of that. Yeah. So anyways, it's very, very interesting. But uh, 
But anyways, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else to say about the VR goggles? I can't wait. Me neither. Although then we're really walking around in the Matrix every day. I mean, we're already, man. Yeah. Kind we might as well have hard. a say it's, in what our reality looks like at this point because it's already not, it's already all a lie. We might yeah. as well make up our own lie on top of a lie. You know, I mean, that's really what it's going to be. It's going to be, uh, oh, we've got a, a, a shit hash browns. Let's just put some shit gravy on top of it and just finish this motherfucker off. You know, <laughs> it's like we could be talking about wanting chimichangas. And then next thing you know, on Facebook and TikTok, you're getting chimichanga ads. And <laughs> oh, yeah. There you are. Oh, oh yeah. That. I just got a notification street. from Facebook about chimichangas. There the you go. See, there you go. Even chimichangas. right before he said it. Unreal. So, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That's where you're at, people. Fucking yeah. chimichangas. That's anyways. like quantum mechanics right there. It was thinking before you even said it. <laughs> That's right. Oh, so anyways, the rest, yeah. the, the rest of the the um, the uh, article is just about, um, you know, jerking off uh, Mark Zuckerberg and all about the specs of the goggles. You can check that out for yourself. I just wanted to raise the alarm. And also just be like, hey, this is super sweet and it's coming. I'm, I'm excited for it. Cause look, I, I was I was down for wireless VR. That's what got me. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And then I gave it to my kid, and now uh, I'm like, "Oh, VR glasses? Fuck yeah!" And then you know, I don't know where that'll end up, uh, but oh, the grandkid probably. <laughs> so anyway, so uh, Vince, you got anything else to say on that one? Well, I thought it was kind of interesting. Apple was developing their own, so. Their own I mean, VR? Could have, oh, yeah. You know, it might not be like a one-sided, you know, dystopian, weird future. You know, you could have competing entities and... Oh, sure. Maybe it's for the better. Well, it will always be for the better to certainly not have a monopoly because, you know, yeah. that's always great. And that, that's, that's, that's really what's helped innovation 100%. I mean... Mm-hmm. it's In fact, I would say if, if it wasn't for the PSVR... Uh, sucking so bad, I don't think the Oculus would have come out right after. But the PSVR, I mean, they did a good job for what it was, but it's hilarious how Oculus came out months later and it was uh, it was leagues ahead, leagues ahead, let alone, like I said, not just because it was wireless, but because you could map out your own play area. Whereas on the, on the, uh, the PS4... It has a camera, so if it's not picking you up in the camera, you know, then mm-hmm. it, it can't see you, and the camera's coming from one direction. So if you put your hands behind your back, tracking goes to shit. But with the, the Oculus, it's got cameras all around it. You know, we live in security. Whatever, just get a, get over it. If you're paranoid about it, they, they can see up your asshole right now, even if you're sitting on it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Mm-hmm. There's no privacy. None. Yeah. Uh, so just it, let that come go. Down to user experience, you know. Oh, People absolutely. Will go with that. Obviously. Yeah, it'll be great. I or mean, look, it's it, more comfortable for them. It yeah. will be very, very fun. It will be very fun. Uh, but again, what's going on behind the scenes is if they're releasing this, then they've got something much, much greater um, that they're definitely using for surveillance, military purposes. Um, so that's all. Be wary of it and just acknowledge that, hey, if they're giving it to us for video games, they've already used it to kill people. Just remember that. Just remember that. Even if it's a rubber dildo, guaranteed <laughs> they killed somebody with it first, just to make sure that they could, whether or not they wanted to continue doing it that way. Eh, regardless, they did it just to be like, 
Yeah, it works. I mean, this dude, the CIA assassination handbook, the only thing missing out of there is dildos. Oh, I bet you some poor SOB somewhere 100%. in a third world country 100%. that got assassinated. Bled out through his taint. Yeah. <laughs> From a big pink one. 100%. 100%. A pink one, you hope. <laughs> Rimped him stern to stern. <laughs> there had to be anyways, one. For science, anyways. Anyways. You know. God. Always. I, you know, in the back of my mind. I'll drink to that. <laughs> <laughs> In the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, I really hope I get to throw dildos into this episode. Anyways, I'm so glad I got to. <laughs> very subtle. Very, yes, very, right? Just squeezed it right in there. Jammed it, jellied it, if you will. Uh, so, the next story. Uh, physicists create new phase of matter with extra time dimension. Uh, so, I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't know what that headline really means, other than... There's an extra time dimension, and physicists created it. So, let's get into it. Physicists say they've created a new phase of matter with an extra time dimension. Uh, the researchers didn't set out with the goal of opening a portal to an extra time dimension. Haha, <laughs> right. They simply sought to create a new topological phase of quantum matter, which is essentially a form of quantum matter defined by the dynamic motions of its constituents rather than their static arrangements. Do you know what that means, Vince? I'm a doctor, not a scientist. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no yep, idea. yep, yep. Ma if it, the matter it, you moves, know, unfortunately, the matter if it goes beyond pediatrics, I don't know it. You know, I can <laughs> save babies, but I don't know this. It's so frustrating. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a gyno. <laughs> Damn it, Ben! I'm a pool man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, once they got to work, the technique they developed for creating such a phase without relying on extreme temperatures ended up creating a new time dimension. According to them, it is very exciting to see this unusual phase of matter realized in an actual experiment, especially because the mathematical description is based on a theoretical extra time dimension. How many times can we say extra time dimension in this article? I think we're up to 14 so far. Uh, they really need to tone it down. Uh, that's according to Philip Dimitrescu, uh, study co-author and research fellow at Fletcher Institute Center for Computation. These words are getting so big. Computational quantum physics. Fuck me. Um, in order to successfully create the topological phase and thus the extra dimension, they left time out of it just to get me, the physicist targeted a quantum computer's quantum bits or qubits with a quasi periodic laser pulse based on the so look here's what i'm going to need bill vince you're going to have to translate for me because already i don't know what any of this i know they're trying to say something but i don't know what it is so that last sentence they said think quasi crystal oh okay it's like yeah. a crystal kind of like a crystal right quasi crystal mm -hmm. i know it does check one time she was a quasi-crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but all I'm getting out of this is a lot of words to just say they created an extra time dimension. And then they created an extra time dimension. Uh, according to them, the Fibonacci sequence is a non-repeating but also non-totally random sequence. Uh, fractals. Fractals. So fractals, it, 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 that's what it's talking about. Is So the, the structure of these quasi-crystals or whatever is 
basically going smaller and smaller as you zoom in on it. It's the same exact structure going all the way down. Bill, that doesn't help me clear any of this up. I don't know that now all I have is a is a quasi crystal spiral in my brain. That because you did the swirly with your finger, so that's all I'm thinking now is a whirlpool of an endless spiral, an endless spiral, and as you zoom in on it, oh, you get small. Well, it's quantum. Continuously is the same exact thing. Okay, yes, you're just looking at the same thing. Yes, you keep going. So yes, yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Okay, all right. No, that makes sense. I just. But th- that's what they're talking about. The I'm so lost. I'm lost too. But, that's- <laughs> but it effectively lets us realize two independent time dimensions in the system. See, that's all I needed. All they need to say is, I should have just left it with the headline. That's why people read only the headlines, because then they get into these big words like this. It's so hard. Uh, the effect only lasted for a few moments, but the researchers say it's still a significant breakthrough fascinatingly they believe that their findings could be a major step towards developing a complex information storage system for quantum computing with limited error although all as the scientists themselves admit that's still a long way off we have the direct tantalizing application but we need to find a way to hook it into the calculations that's an open problem we're working on there was a dang what happened uh i don't know are we good yeah, I could hear you. Okay, good. I just want to make sure. <laughs> I heard a ding and I panicked. Uh, anyways, so I just can't see it. That's all. But that's oh, fine. oh, okay. Oh, well, your camera must have went off or something. Oh, well, that's dumb. Let's see if it'll. I don't know why it would do that. Either there way, it go. doesn't matter. Hey, uh, oh. and this isn't a video episode for anybody else, so you know it really doesn't affect you in any way. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but um, so. What I'm gathering out of this is that they're fucking with time and time dimensions, and that can't be good. You know, it can't be like we can't. The problem is this. For one, I'm dumb and I don't know any of this stuff, but shouldn't they have an area? Maybe they do. Maybe I just don't realize this once again because I'm dumb. But do they just have this transparent, open where you can see what they're doing, you can see how they're doing it. Anybody can check in, kind of like the whole open source code idea of like, uh, you know, with uh, with uh, social media stuff to make sure that they're not fucking around with us. Shouldn't we be able to see what they're doing with this? I mean, I understand it's a private company, but it affects all of humanity. Does it not? If it's that big of a deal, then yeah. If no, the really thing with people who are it. doing these kind of experiments, they want to be credited. They want to yes. be known. So a lot yeah. of this stuff would be published in journals, but I don't know how accessible those are. Yeah. Well, well and, and then, you know, how to, much of it is like government public information. Yes. Well, and that's what I'm wondering is how much of it is because we know, you know, like a, a great example is the guy that created the car that ran off of water. Um the the government got a hold of him all of a sudden gone guy yeah exactly i think that was his name what guy uh but that's the whole idea is like under and they use this uh excuse of national security to be able to sweep in and and do things like this and so is that what they do in cases like this is they hold this as national security until it comes out in the bite and you know which yeah i'm sure but it's like you look you're fucking with time dimensions. What are you doing with it? Like you're just you're just opening them up 
to see if you can get there and then and then what of course you're gonna go there but then what happens you know we have a lot of movies that reference what happens when you fuck with time and you got the large hadron collider that's just uh you know smashing particles like a motherfucker Mm -hmm. you know what's going on with all that it's just man we live in a crazy world of the shit they're fucking with. And man, I got some stories for y'all. We, we're not even there yet. This is the easy yeah. shit. I wanted to take it easy on you. I didn't want to just hammer in the... Oh, see, I almost went with dildo again, but that's too rough. That's I've already I already referenced it. So no, no. Especially if it's ribbed. That's right. No, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna ease in the knowledge for you. Take it gentle, okay? But no, we got some bad news coming too. This is the fun stuff. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So extra time dimension. I don't know. I just this is way over my head. But I once again going back to quantum technology, AI. If we're fucking with time realms. And the AI and stuff decide that it's it's a good idea to sp- split the time uh, quilt. I don't know. What do you want to call it? Uh, the fabric of time. Then they're going to do it. And we're just, we're, we're just piling on research that they can reference. Because as we know, they learn from the internet. So they're learning all this shit along with us. I just, I is, I mean, what do we, you know, I, what's the, what's the, is it, I just don't understand the point of it. I understand the point of it. Just for extra storage of information? Well, uh, so it seems like if it's. Remember, if, deep throw that mic. Oh, yeah. All right. It so likes it. If, if it is what we were thinking about and it's the never ending spiral, the Fibonacci sequences, you know. Yeah fractals that type of thing then basically it's never ending storage to a degree yeah no i get that but i mean look wait okay so so are you familiar with the uh we're gonna go way off are you familiar with the akashic records oh i don't know what those are bill yeah 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 we about to learn today so here's what it is the akashic records is said to be an alternate realm where the collective consciousness of all of humanity resides. So this idea that people can can uh, reach out f- to knowledge from their ancestors, things like that, that all comes from this idea that they're pulling it from this alternate realm that houses, uh, and I'm probably fucking this up, uh, Jesse's going to be pissed. She's one of, the, one of the patron members, and we talk about this all the time. Um, but uh, she'd be like, damn it, Ben! But anyways, um, the Akashic Record, so uh, this alternate realm that houses all of the collective consciousness and knowledge from all of humanity. So is that not the same idea? What if what if they are overriding some of the Akashic... Well, if it's infinite storage, then we wouldn't need to override anything. Yeah. But what they if it gets jumbled? could be going jumbled? down some path like that. I mean, there's been experiments, like the double slit experiment, that... You know, they shoot one photon into like a double split thing, and then yeah. they can see this the photon split and be in literally two different places at once. Yeah, and it's the same one. Yeah, so we're talking about two different really observations. Yeah, it's very it's I the just same it's weird to me photon. because I I think. We don't even know what these things are. We don't know what these dimensions are. We have no idea. We don't even know what time is. This this idea of time 
that we we minutes and seconds and all this this was come up by a scientist somewhere so we could explain it. It it has nothing to do with how time actually works. It was just a mathematical equation to make it easy for people to have this universal way of telling time. But or, otherwise, it's it's not real. The concept of of the way we look at time is not real. So to now be fucking with to not only fuck with just what time is in general to completely dismiss that and come up with your own idea of what it is to make it in, uh, easier for our primitive brains. But now you're tapping into other dimensions of time that you have no idea about either. It's just crazy to me. Just that was cra- what that movie arrival uh, from 2016, I think. Yeah, I think I I'm not who sure was in it. Year, yeah. the, the aliens essentially, they just, they saw time totally different and they were trying mm-hmm. to communicate it to us. Cause time was circular. Right. The idea is that all everything like in all of time is happening at all at, at the same moment. It's all happening at the same moment. It's circular. The future, the past, mm-hmm. the present, it's all happening at the same time. But our brains only perceive what is in the moment. We only perceive what is in the moment. We know that our memories fluctuate over time. Memories are, are unreliable. Our brains fill in bits that, uh, that uh, is not even there based on uh, the world we're in at the moment. The Mandela effect. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean is like we don't even have a handle on these. Deja vu for Christ's sake. We still don't know what that shit is. But it happens. But it happens. But here we are like going, you know what? We need some more space. Let's just open up time. Throw it in there like a cupboard. You know, like what the fuck? <laughs> It's so, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't understand. Like, what's the purpose? Create another terabyte drive, you fuck. You know, (sighs) be like the rest of us. We can't just open up time because we got too much shit. That'd be nice. No, it wouldn't be. It would fuck. They're bored and they got to justify their jobs. Oh, boy. Yeah, funding. More stuff. (laughs) That's that's it. Exactly. Hmm, How do we We got to do this super important thing? Yeah, yeah. Here, let me pull this out of your ass. Hey, we're going to put a zipper on the fabric of time so we just kind of open it and close it like a fly. You know, throw shit in there. So dumb, man. Give us money to research this. Yeah, no shit. Oh, that's it, man. That's it. Anyways, you I think that's what the movie uh, The Mist was about, Stephen King. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah, they opened great. up the fra- fabric of time, and out comes a bunch of monsters. Bunch of monsters. That's right. Yeah, crazy man. And and, and again, we have a ton of references for this. Of of uh, a ton of movies talking about don't fuck with time. But do it. But yeah, but do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. Well, it, as always, they're showing the consequences of what happens when we do it. See. When they do it, oh, but it's we got we got white coats and we got lanyards, you know, so we're professionals. We we can fuck with time. We got the big zippers. We know what we're doing. You know, we got the cosmic scissors. We can stitch it right up. You know, it's it's you dummies. You have no idea. Once again, we have no idea these concepts of time and everything, but they're just figuring out a way to create an extra pocket in the genes of time because they got they run out of space. And need more money to put in there. Yeah, exactly. Filling them pockets. Well, now let's talk about talking to animals, shall we? Well, uh, except, did either one of you have anything more to say on that? Honestly, it was over my head. Yeah, me too, man. I just, I just, it's a lot. It is a lot. There's so many big words, but I just really comes down to they're, they're opening up the fabric of time, seems like creating, you know, in this other portal to be able to throw shit into. It's just ridiculous. 
But uh, again, something kind of interesting is uh, this article from Freedom Rock Radio. Can artificial intelligence really help us talk to the animals? Who wouldn't want to talk to their dog or their cat? I yell at my dog every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, tell, I, I pat her on the head and I call her good girl, too. It's not just yeah. like, oh, you freaking dog. No, good save, Bill. Like good save. Good save, Bill. Do he's, I sound what he's like saying I'm is an he's abusive? Person. Yes, you. Right now, your fists are clenched. I can see it. Your teeth Close are gritting. He's, he's just thinking about beating that dog. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't wait to get home. Beat the dog. Yeah, right. Can't even catch that damn thing. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah this this was pretty interesting. It was. I mean, I get what they're doing with AI and machine learning, but. I don't know. The guy who's kind of like a doubter. Yeah. Slate slash hater. You know, I kind of was siding with him. Well, let's uh, like, you got to you got to look at the animals, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's interesting. Well, let's get into it. But uh, yeah. it says a dolphin handler makes a signal for together with her hands, followed by create. The two trained dolphins disappear underwater, exchange sounds, and then emerge, flip onto their backs, and lift their tails. They've devised a new trick of their own and performed it in tandem, just as requested. It doesn't prove that there's language, says Azaraskin, but it certainly makes a lot of sense that if they had access to a rich, symbolic way of communicating, that would make this task much easier. Well... According to Raskin, the co-founder, the president of Earth Species Project, a California nonprofit group with a bold ambition to decode non-human communication using a form of AI called machine learning and making all the know-how publicly available, thereby deepening our connection with other living species and helping to protect them. A 1970 album of whale song galvanized the movement that led to commercial whaling being banned. What could a Google translate for the animal kingdom on. That would be amazing to have a Google Translate. Let me tell you a story about the first time I ran into Google Translate. Okay, I was working at, uh, I won't name the store, Shopco, uh, but I was working at Shopco and uh, in the garden center and this uh, old man with a very pretty young Vietnamese wife walked up and uh, <laughs> he's asking me um, about if I have these uh, planter you know, these big glass planters, right? Okay. They're huge. And I go, sure. And so he asked me to grab a few. So I grab a few, I put them on a flatbed. I come over and uh, <laughs> they're reading things. And she into her phone says something. And then her phone says to me cheaper. Okay. That's all it says. And I go, uh, I can't, I can't, they, they're just priced the way they are. And I'm like, she's like holding her phone up to me and I'm like, they're priced the way they are. I can't really negotiate price. It's not my stuff, <laughs> you know? And she right. just keeps repeating cheaper. She just, the phone keeps saying cheaper, cheaper, cheaper to me. And I'm like, I can't. And I'm looking at her clearly English speaking husband going, tell her in however way you two communicate. Uh, no, <laughs> I can't, I can't, you know, instead of, Leaving it up to her phone, you douchebag. Anyways, that's my only experience with Google Translate, other than trying to learn uh, cuss words in other languages. But otherwise, I haven't used it at all. Have you ever used it? Uh, here and there. Have you? You know, just to put in something, um, you know, if I see something in chat, you know, oh. on Twitch, I can translate it, you know, and that's about it. Yep. 
Oh, by the way, both these guys are, are Twitch gamers. By the way, we're going to uh, give links at the end of the show, but uh, Twitch gamers in the house. Pro gamers. Pro. Oh, yeah. I don't uh, know about all that. <laughs> but uh, Sponsorship. Well, yeah, you got to make sure that they're not just saying like some dirty cuss words. Right. And well, yeah, that's the whole thing. Bad, like, you know, like anti-Semitic yeah. phrasing or anything yeah. well, like that in another I th- language. I think about the... They uh, avoid getting in trouble and ban the right people. You know? Yeah. I, I've, I've, uh, I've worked with like the AI... Uh, script generators, you know, so like uh, to do blogs and whatnot, you know, you put in a, a a topic and basically one sentence and it just will go for you. And it compiles everything from the internet to kind of pull it together. It's highly inaccurate. I mean, now I will say this, I will say it is incredible what it can do. It can, it can take uh, a headline and a sentence and come up with four paragraphs out of it. But I'll tell you what, sometimes it's hit and miss. And so I think about that with like a translating right. software, like, look, we don't really understand the whole culture of animals. Like, let's say you're trying to communicate with a rhino that you don't mean any harm. Please don't gouge me. Right. And Google Translate, the AI gets a little fucked up and says something like doesn't put in don't and says it says do, you know, or something. Well, you're fucked. You know, so that's what I mean is like we we have no idea. Like, how are we going to be able to speak, you know, Chihuahua? Uh, we're not going to know how to do that. Context. Well, I suppose we could just sit there and select Chihuahua, pick, say the words and then listen to what it sounds like, I suppose. Yeah. I'll Weird. translate it to like, I want to have your babies. And the dog's like, what? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dog's like, I've been waiting, man. I've been waiting. You've been smacking me from humping your leg for how many Shit, years? And yeah, now you're down. Your yeah, leg, I'm trying to initiate. To <laughs> <laughs> you feed me beer all the time in my bowl. And, you know, you get me all randy and then nothing. You cock blocking asshole. Smack me with the newspaper, damn yeah, it. Yeah, I've had blue balls for seven years. Now it's my time. <laughs> yogurt on the leg. <laughs> yogurt on the leg. Dog just got oh, unfriend zone. Oh, shit. That's right. <laughs> unfriend zone. Uh, and it's pretty pretty amazing. Google Translate uh, for the animal, just the idea of that. But uh, they go on to say that uh, they've got donors like LinkedIn. Um, and their goal is to unlock communication within our lifetimes. The end we are working towards is... Can we decode animal communication, discover non-human language along the way? And equally important is that we are developing technology that supports biologists and conservation now. I don't, here's my thing. How, how, how does that help conservation? Because we, we can explain to the animals what's going on. And I don't know. It, That'd be so weird. Like, just blast it, it to me. It feels like Vietnam, where we're hovering over helicopters, blasting to the elk. We need to relocate you. It's not safe for you here. People are trying to steal your liver. But like, I mean, hypothetically, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's, so that's kind of it. You know, you you could have. But do you really po- think they're gonna do that? Like, look, let me give you an example. When in history, when we've decided a species needs to move for their best benefit, when have we gone to bother to ask them for permission? I can only think of 
no species, including ourselves. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is like, how? Do. Yeah. How are we going to use? I mean, I I get you. You know, if PETA gets their hands on this, probably won't be used to kill any animals. But aside from that, which they're not that great, anyways. But aside from that, I don't see how this helps conservation. Also, disclaimer: no animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Maybe one or two, <laughs> though. You're an I got a cat where it's, its like, life is on the line right now. If you guys go, don't don't uh, go and donate at Patreon.com right now, I'll kill a cat. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I would never do. I mean, that. you're not going to be able to translate words to an animal and scream it. You know, single life isn't for you. You know, you yeah. have to mate. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not going to give they, a shit. Well, well that's like, what I mean. Is like, it, you know, just because we can communicate, like I said, I think this only works for domesticated animals that are already trained to listen to you. They're already, they already rely on you. They, they're loyal to you. They have every reason to, you know, maybe not want, cause you know, they don't, I don't, I, I can't imagine, you know, my dog is like, man, I really wish you could understand me right now. I mean, maybe there's sometimes when he's like, you know, I want my treats and I don't give it to him. You know, but, I think there might be one or two other species maybe a couple more than that other than ourselves that would benefit from that. But for the most part, I just they don't wouldn't know. understand. They wouldn't I, understand exactly. the con the concept that we're trying and to And all the animals that we them. would try and, and that we that we have conservation for, it's like fish, birds, like how the fuck you know, how how are you going to I just don't understand how you creating something that where they can now understand you know, like your language, that doesn't mean we're even putting the words in the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah, I would know. have to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Ah! No, no pun intended. But and, and you also, like, from the researcher, like, what do you mean by conservation? Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. What do you mean by con? That's a, that's an easy thing to say. Oh, we're going to use it for conservation. Yeah. Oh, I bet Give you Give us a billion dollars. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, all they got to do is look. I mean, think about that. You don't have to put salt licks out anymore. You just cry mm. out in the in the the language of their people. Uh, I want to fuck. Come over here, and then a bull's like, hey. and then, you know, like <laughs> you know, you don't have to lure it in anymore. Maybe so, I should. Yeah, exactly. So the duck calls to a whole new level. You know, oh god, shit, man. Well, it, that would duck dynasty. Watch your back. That if you could just call in the ducks and have them come to you, you wouldn't have to shoot them necessarily right away. Of course so, you're going to shoot them. Well, I know. but Some I, people would befriend them. Some people would This is hypothetical them. here, man. All right? Well, I'm just saying, look, this is going to go a multitude of ways. I look at it this way. I look at it as a way to make sure. I mean, I, I take this to a conspiratorial level because, you know, that's the whole idea. But um, using it to make sure hunters can't hunt. Like, think about that. We're not going to know. We can't understand it, right? So mm -hmm. imagine them having, like, little speakers in areas, putting little speakers in area, warning the animals. They got trail cams, so it'd be just the same thing, except an auditory thing. I just can't see them video. giving it to us right away, being like, hey, hey, here's so you can talk to your cat. To the public. You know, yeah. Like, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it being Maybe necessarily. Maybe they can make money a, off of it somehow. Yes, you know? exactly. Well, it'll go to, it'll Maybe. go to military for sure. Um, yeah. for sure, hundred percent. And then, uh, from there it will, um, you know, I, I just, to me, it's hard to imagine a whole bunch of like really awesome ways. I mean, you know, like they're, they're talking about, you know, 
sperm whales, pigs. I could think of one yeah. direct connected military application that's already basically streamlined for this type of thing to help out with. What? Um, dolphins. The Navy has dolphins that are trained yeah. to find uh, mines. That's a good point. Like, if they could communicate quicker to us and us quicker to them, it would just make it that much more effective. Think, and, ab- think about all the guys that have just spent all the time hacking into fruit flies' brains to find out that somebody's just trying to talk to them. You know? Like that, you know, this is this is the other thing. This is a great thing about competition, uh, like you had pointed out, is that here on one side, you got people that are trying to, to hack into the brain so they can control them, and then you have another group of people that are just trying to talk to them. Um, and very, very interesting. But I think one works just as well as the other, except, you know, in the way of hacking, obviously you take direct control, but in the way of communication with a language they understand, well, now we as humans, we can train ourselves in like um, NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, oh, things like that. That's so sales. That's very common in sales. Yes, exactly. So we have an, we have... I would say 100% humans have a very, very high advantage when it comes to language and how to manipulate language to get what we want, to instill the another person or to want what we want for our best interest. Mm-hmm. So again, maybe it will just be used for, you know, um, uh, you know, old cat ladies to just finally be able to like, <laughs> I don't know, get more love. I have no idea what they're lacking, but, or it could go to, you know, um, government, you know, it could go to people like Richard Gere and just, he talks the mouse into crawling itself into his asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could literally go, there's look, buddy, in there, look dude. buddy, there's a lot of shit in there that you're going to dig on, you know, just get up in there. You know, I don't know, but, I just, I, it's hard for me. <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine a whole bunch of humanitarian ways. Of course, they're going to tell you for humanitarian ways. They're going to tell you they're going to save the bees. They're going to tell you they're going to save the whales. They're going to tell you all these things. And then what are they going to do? They're going to literally harness the power of the bees. They're going to, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do with the whales, they're turn them into giant torpedoes. It. Um, I don't know, man, but it's control. I mean, look, look, animals can't vote to not have these things done to them. Right now, if, if they, if, if we were like, no, 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 we don't want, I mean, already there's things out, the rumors out there that they're putting voices in our head with lasers and shit. And, but, but we have, you know, the ability to research these things and look at these things and find out the truth most, you know, most of the time and be able to do something about it. Whereas animals, there's no chance, no chance. So again, they're kind of like beating around the bush of humans. They're literally finding ways to control everything but humans. Why? Because then they've done it with everything. So the human being is easy fucking peasy. We just got to wait for the right time when the people aren't looking or when people finally go, whatever the fucking do what you want. We've had enough, uh, whatever, whatever happens. But I think that's why is, is like, look, I, I said this with the fruit flies. Why is nobody raising a fuss about 
them hacking the brains of fruit flies because nobody gives a fuck about fruit flies. Nobody gives a fuck about fruit flies. But the moment you do it to a penguin, you're a monster, right? So that's why they can't do it to penguins. They can't do it to horses. They can't do it to any. They got to do it to fucking fruit flies because those are the only things that we're like, have Get rid at of them. Do Get it. Rid of them. Yeah. Like, like if they were experimenting on cockroaches, fucking do it. I'm surprised you know? they don't do more experiments on cockroaches. Oh, I'm cockroaches. sure they fucking do. Uh, I, I, I'm sure they do. This, oh, uh, it's I bet you it's like they co- ran in- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. It's almost like they ran into like a human roadblock, you know? So they're yes. just trying to figure out. that Exactly. That's what it's Because they're literally doing it. some other angle to get more into our psyche. Oh, absolutely. And they're doing everything from breakthrough. mind control to this to you name it. Everything under the sun to improve communication with these lesser creatures. Lesser as in smaller, I mean. But um, some of them, I would imagine, are very like, uh, you know, I just imagine chipmunks are so delightful. If you got to talk to them, you know, like as opposed to everybody assumes they're nuts because they eat nuts, I think they'd probably just be like just really happy about life, you know? I don't know. I I think squirrels would be pretty cool. I think so, too. I don't know. They might be a little pissy about all their cousins and stuff that we run over. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I got atonement. <laughs> Anyways, but, um, you know, that's that's the thing about that is I, I just, once again, you know, and again, I'll put the whole article because so that way you guys can look into it. But um, it's just to me, I don't see a whole lot of benefits for humanity. I see a lot of fuckery that's on a thin line. Like uh, it's a very, very thin coin. And on one side, you have, we're going to, again, save the bees, save the whales, save the polar bears, save all these species. We're going to help conserve species. But then on the other side, it's mass control of a species, any species they want. And that's a lot of data to work off of, a lot of data. So anyways, Vince, you got anything else on that one? I mean, I'm not saying it's aliens. <laughs> It'd be for aliens. Oh, you know, here. What, hey. if, what if, hey, what if they detected some Here's an signal, idea. some hey. sort of thing? Yeah. This is their way to try to figure it out. That Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Who knows, man? I mean, it's an animals. It's uh, like I said, it's R&D and R&D is valuable. I mean, look, not to bring up like, because I always do, you know. Nazis! But... <laughs> Uh, is the Nazis. Look what they did during the Holocaust. Look what science came out of that. Look what technology came out of that. Look at the, the amount of medications that came out of that. Knowledge about medications and diseases and ailments. Why? Because they tested it on humans. And that's one of the only times that they did that, basically out in the open. Um, and, and so that that's the hard part. I'm, I'm not trying to justify anything that they did, but Uh-oh. they sacrificed... <laughs> millions and millions of people doing this research and posthumously saved millions of people. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And like I said, I'm not trying to justify nothing. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, look, what happened in the end because we ended up taking their scientists. When it comes to hypothermia, when it comes to any of these extreme things, we learned it from what they did to the Jews in the Holocaust. I mean, that is some scary shit. Number on it to justify it. Mm Mm-hmm. I know it's it's a scary thing, but it's very, very true. So, again, if you put a humanitarian spin on it, you know, you can make it sound great. But then on this back end, it is mass control of a species. And if we look at how similar we are to animals, we reside on the same planet. 
You know, we, we all thrive on the same energy. We all need the same things to survive. It's control over a species, and that should scare people. It's not about whether it's a fruit fly or a bee or a whale. It's about control, and that's why we have to be like, hey, they're hacking fruit flies' brains. We need to stop this shit, <laughs> you know, because, mm-hmm. again, it might just be Venus a fruit before. fly. Yeah, but then it's, it's going to be, you know, Jerry in accounting. So, you know, <laughs> that's where it goes. Uh, all right. So this, uh, to go into the, and, and Hey, we're getting into the bad news folks. So prepare yourself. But, um, this comes down to just kind of highlight some of the things that are coming to light, uh, with, uh, history and science that we've, we've been lied to about a lot of things. And this is one of them. Um, again, all the, all the links in the show notes, but this comes from the conversation, uh, earth Oh, it's uh, what created the continents. New evidence points to giant asteroids. Now, from what I remember, and it is very little because I didn't pay attention in school, but from what I remember, there was one giant continent called Pangaea. Okay, it was the supercontinent that apparently, due to the motion of the ocean over 200 million years, broke apart and floated into the positions we have today. Apparently, due to this new evidence, it appears as though that was a lie. Uh, And I don't know if they're just guessing and then telling people, but why would you guess something and then teach an entire, you know, how long has that been taught in schools? I mean, I I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And I I know before that because we were taught. Thousands, early 2000s. <laughs> My cat wanted out. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's unreal to me that this has been taught for so long to so many people, um, and then they just come out and be like, "Well, actually, we didn't have any evidence to support that, but now we have an evidence that shows that it just didn't happen that way at all." You know, and that's what's so funny about this is. Uh, so, yeah, so go look at that. Pange- and, again, I'll put these links in the show notes. You can look for yourself. I ain't lying to you, unlike science. Uh, but here, let's read the article. Earth is the only planet we know of with continents, the giant land masses that provide homes to humankind and most of Earth's biomass. However, we still it's not Earth's most of Earth's biomass. It's only uh, 70% is water. Uh, but, however, we still don't have firm answers to some basic questions about continents, uh, how did they come to be and why did they form where, uh, wait, no way. And why did they form where they did? That's what I meant to say. Uh, one theory is that they were formed by giant meteorites crashing into earth's crust long ago. This idea has been proposed several times, but until now there's been little evidence to support it. In new research published in nature, we studied ancient minerals from Western Australia and found tantalizing clues suggesting the giant impact hypothesis might be right. Uh, now I believe a lot of this comes from Graham Hancock and, uh, Randall Carls and a lot of this, uh, the younger Dryas, theories and all that about uh, multiple massive uh what is it astrological impacts no that's not the right word meteor impacts to the gods <laughs> yeah oh uh, well no 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 that's eric von danigan okay. uh 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 let's see uh graham hancock wrote uh fingerprints of the gods and uh magicians 
or magic of the gods or something like that. Magicians or I can't remember exactly. Um, but anyways, uh, phenomenal reads about his take on it is just that we've had multiple civilizations throughout history. And then Randall Carlson put his work with that showing that these multiple civilizations coincide with these multiple impacts that seem to have erased or, or damn near erased humanity and to where very, very few came back. A little as a thousand humans remained after some of these. And I think that uh, some of the stuff that they look into to kind of tie these into the same time periods is um, it had something to do with either crystals or a, a certain like glass type of uh, micro bead in the, the layer of sand and stuff that these civilizations were found in and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't and know much they about that. they were found not at just one place, but they've been found numerous in 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 the dirt and stuff, numerous different locations that are in the same layer around the same time yeah. as these huge impacts were supposed to have happened. Well, and I don't know much about. I mean, I can't. You know, I, I'm just kind of scratching the surface on Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson's work. I've listened to a bunch of interviews by them, um, but. It really is fascinating to listen to them talk about, and you can see multiple interviews on uh, the Jogan podcast. You can see multiple uh, interviews with Graham Hancock on on a ton of shows, um, mm -hmm. but they talk about these multiple impacts, multiple civilizations, and a lot of them seem to have been, that's where a lot of the idea of advanced civilizations previous to us having risen up, then something happens, and then Humanity has to start over. Um, and so anyway, so it's it's fascinating to think about that. Um, but uh, so that basically, and, and the biggest reason I bring that up, um, and you guys can go through the article if you want, but um, the reason I bring that up simply is because there is a lot of things that are coming to light. The For one is humanity has now been predated almost a million years past where we've been told almost a million years that's unreal and before that it was even less i mean we've just progressively so it's we're told these things like they're fact and then later on something comes out saying well no now we have evidence of this so instead of people coming out and being like well this is what's going on instead just go well here's what we know for now here's yeah, that's what a lot of history to make up for yes yeah. well and not only that it's a lot of history that has been it seems to be just fill in the blanks type of thing. It's because everybody wants to put their name on. I figured it out. Exactly. I was yeah. the one. Then it exactly. gets peer reviewed and yeah. accepted. And, and like fat, you guys said, you know? funded all. There's a lot of perks for having your name on this. And that's exactly why the mainstream archaeology community, the science community um, is, is very reluctant to accept any of these other theories as Graham Hancock well, has said. Go against. Oh, man, yeah. Well, because they've staked their careers on it. You know, and some of these, uh, like Graham Hancock is a great example of, I can't remember the guy's name, but one of these Egyptologists that is an absolute mm. fuckface, uh, apparently, that um, just a, a, a totally discredits Graham Hancock's work, even though he's got a ton of evidence, him and Randall Carlson, mm. um, about the age of the Sphinx, all these things. Um simply because his career is based on 
this partial truth that he had. And he basically filled in the blanks and then, and then stamped his name on it and said, well, that's the history. Well, then new evidence came out and he wouldn't allow it, but then it started to come out and then he couldn't refute it anymore. Um, so that's what happens. So instead of these cocksuckers, uh, you know, just, just saying it's hundred percent truth and fact that this, is what it is, it's guesswork. It's guesswork. We really have no idea. We have no idea and neither do they. Um, they're just digging through the past and yeah, they might have more bones than we do, but that doesn't mean they've got a bigger grasp on the truth of where humanity started from. They really don't, you know, I thought there was, there was museums that were known to like cover up skeletons and the stuff smithsonian for... institute one of the one of the right, most the reputable had. yeah the vatican yes oh of course uh but yeah the smithsonian they did a, a thing where i believe it was a federal uh judge required them to give up any evidence uh or or ask them if they had been had covered up anything or destroyed anything and they said they had done both and so, uh, so yeah, we may never know. But then you have people that are trying to control that information. And it was all based on like giants, I believe. Giant, like you had said, giant skeletons. Yeah. So yeah, crazy stuff, man. I have the debunking articles that are based on nothing. Yeah. You know, there's Supreme Court evidence of this case. You yeah, know? exactly. So again, I mean, you can, it goes into a lot of science and stuff about how this could have happened and, you know, what the truth is. So you guys can look at that. But the big thing, like I had said, is uh, to me is that it just goes to show again the level of bullshit they like to throw at us simply because they don't want to say we don't know. That's it. That's all they got to say is we don't know. We don't know yet. We have some evidence that looks like this. We have some evidence that looks like that. But otherwise, we really don't know. And you know what? What's humanity going to do? We're going to, of course, we're going to bitch and moan. They don't know shit. But you, you know what happens when shit like this comes out? We go, they never knew shit. And they're full of shit. And they've been lying to us. So what's worse? What's worse, being called a liar and a fraud than just saying, I don't know. You know, I just, it just blows me. I don't understand the point of that, but. But again, it's it's about the amount of fuckery that goes into all these levels, all these these uh, sciences, whether it's history, whether it's uh, you know um, uh, biology, physics, anything, any of these things that's going on, you're being told a partial truth. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. It's a very cutthroat world out there for them. Oh, for sure. I look, I don't envy them one bit, but at the same time, I also don't want to give them any you know, leniency on lying to people. I, it's, you know, it, it shouldn't be that way. It should just be, like I said, we don't know. Look, it, it's amazing when they do come up with evidence, put your name on that. But, uh, but to, to, to hide evidence because you don't want to admit that you didn't know the full, it's just so, so much ego goes into this. And we're talking about the history of humanity, folks. Let's put the pride away. Let's just do this for the people, shall we? You know, crazy. Vince, you got anything else on this? It just seems like, you know, the only truth is whoever's loudest and most convincing. Yeah. Who can get their friends to believe them, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. It's about your namesake, who you know, networking. It's not real. 
No, it's it's all a lie. And the bad news continues. <laughs> Physicist apologizes. He's right this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Physicist apologizes for fooling public into thinking a picture of chorizo was a star. Are you fucking kidding me? This deserves a little bit of this. God. <laughs> chorizo, folks. Chorizo. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Come on. See that picture again? Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. They said it I'm was sorry, a star. I'm not fucking convinced at all. I mean, even, look, I'm even not after either. after the fact. You I can mean, see yeah, the fatty bits. If you told bits. me this, is this a star or is this a piece of salami? You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think a salami now. That, now I mean, it, it looks you know? like a hybrid of like Venus and uh, an Italian sausage. It you looks know? like your anus. <laughs> that is a messy <laughs> asshole. Uh, <laughs> so, so here's the story. Back on July 31st, Etienne Klein, also known as Bullshit Artist, prominent French physicist, took to Twitter to share an alleged photo of Proxima Centauri, one of the sun's closest neighboring stars. Look, if you have a chorizo sausage factory, you immediately, immediately should rename it Proxima Centauri immediately, okay? Because right now, this guy gave you a gift, okay? Free PR. Dude, I've got the marketing for you. Hire me right now. We've got the best chorizo in the galaxy. Just ask this physicist, <laughs> Etienne Klein. I'm telling you, man, this is, this is people are going to make a mistake by not jumping on this. Anyways, uh, get a hold of me. I, I'd be more than happy to sell this idea to you for uh, millions of dollars. One of the sun's closest neighboring stars. Uh, the image was taken by the James Webb Telescope. Uh, this level of detail, a new world is revealed day after wow. day. <laughs> but there was just one problem. It's not Proxima Centauri. <gasps> In fact, this magnificent planetary orb, a swirling masterpiece of dazzling reds and glowing orange, is just a slice of Spanish chorizo. Now Klein, who meant the post as a harm... Oh, did he? Oh, did he? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you mm. how this works. Okay, I'm going to take a picture of sausage, and I'm going to try and get a Nobel Prize out of it. And then when they catch me on it, I'm going to be like... oh. What? It's just a prank. I was just joking, guys. I was just kidding. Businesses don't really mess around. I mean, I don't no. Know. Are you kidding me? A harmless prank? Of course <laughs> you would say that. I was kidding. I was kidding. So the next time that he makes any type of, you yeah. know, oh, epiphany yeah. or anything, they're going right. to be like, oh, yeah, yeah we fucking believe you. That's right. By the Dick. way, if anything I say on this show gets me in trouble, that's my go-to as well. It's just harmless prank. All right. I didn't. I was just kidding. It was the uh, it was the team and how high we're up in the air. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was the stratosphere that did it to me. It was the THC. There, there's not enough oxygen up here. Oh man, I'm on the free form herbal jazz. So he's made a public apology for causing any confusion. <laughs> it's all in French, so I'm not even gonna try. But Klein played off the prank and further tweets. When it's time for the aperitif. Cognitive biases seem to have a field day. Beware then of them. He continued on the Twitter thread as translated by Google. According to contemporary cosmology, no object belonging to Spanish charcuterie, uh, that word, uh, exists anywhere but on Earth. Okay, so so let me get this straight. He clearly has no sense of humor due to his rebuttal. Mm -hmm. Okay? 
if you're going to do a joke like that, your rebuttal can't be like, oh, well, my hypothesis for the sausage was it would make people giggle. And then people are like, whoa, 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 whoa. You have no sense of humor, dude. So that's literally what he's be saying. Clear, there's actually no Chidiso in space. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> like, well, no shit. <laughs> no shit. So uh, it was uh, Sheldon prank. Yeah. So, of course, you know, the scientific community comes running to his aid and it's like, oh, to be fair, he clearly didn't mean it to cause any turmoil because he's a major figure in the scientific community. Uh, but there's at least a couple of people that thought that that was real. Yeah. So uh, they go on to say, in view of some comments, I feel compelled to clarify that this tweet showing alleged snapshot of Proxima Centauri was a form of amusement. So mind you, again, he didn't, oh, excuse me, he didn't say anything until people in the comments started being like, wait, you know, so he started getting called out on it. That looks right. like what I had for breakfast. Then he turned it around to try to make it look like yeah. he was teaching us a lesson. Of, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let us learn to be wary of arguments from authority. Don't believe everything that you hear from a scientist because he said it. It's not a joke. No, this (laughs) is the same guy that breaks into your house and when you... Yeah, some guy breaks into your house and when you catch him, he goes, now that's why you should have a better security system. (laughs) Right. Oh, thanks, dude. Wow, you're great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Breaks into <laughs> your house, you slice him with a knife, and That's he right. sues you and wins. Oh man. America. Yeah, I was like, I was uh, I actually it was funny because I worked at a pot shop at one time and pot shops are really big on security, right? And so we had this guy that worked there and he was really good at hacking. And he says, uh, I think I should do the owners a favor and show them how weak their security is. And I go, Okay. And so he hacks into their security and then walks in and shows them. They didn't take it well. (laughs) They did not take it well. They're like, dude, what the fuck? (laughs) It's like, well, if I could do it, then any. I mean, that was his whole point. But then he had to go through the entire thing, try to explain how he didn't mean, as opposed to walking in first and going, hey, guys, can I show you how weak your security system is? I can show you right now. He should have at least talked to somebody. So that's why you don't shoot first and ask questions later, unless you need to. Okay? In this case. Into the Pentagon and you're trying to get a job, I guess. Yeah, if you're a physicist, like, dude, come on, man. But it's so hilarious. in, In defense of that, though. Nobody, I guarantee nobody in this small little podunk where we live, compared to a, compared to a big city, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Nobody knows anything about like oh the James Webb and what the images are and yeah and, oh none of it. Oh, it would be very very easy. I mean, look, you've got a ton of images images coming out um, about this, and of course, all the fucking comments are in French because I was going to read a few, but uh, nope. Because uh, me no f- speakers of French. Uh, but anyways, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. Um, I, look, I, I don't blame the guy for trying to do it. Sir, I applaud you for you trying to take a picture of a piece of fucking meat and pass it off as a star. Good on you, son. And you know what the other thing is? Who else but a fucking physicist would be able to do that? I wouldn't be able. I couldn't walk in and take a, yeah. a take People a picture like, of a piece of baloney yeah, and look say, "Look, I discovered a planet." No, yeah. so so it's like he's in a very unique position. But hey, it shows how easy it is 
Now imagine all the times that they planned it just a little bit better and they put some propaganda out there and nobody caught on to it. And so instead of having to come out and tell everybody that it was actually chorizo, no, they just covered it up instead and they kept it going. The ruse going. Ah, let them make their own we'll story. Down. Absolutely. Or just repurposed yeah. old pictures. 100%. Redo new pictures. The capability is endless. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's anyways, that story made me laugh. When I saw that, I, I laughed funny. so hard at that. There is it's, a lesson it, there. Oh, yeah. This guy. <laughs> uh, well, the lesson is that uh, you can't trust anybody and you can't trust right. anything, any images, anything like that. There's no fucking way, man. Do no your research. Way. Absolutely. Yourself. And hey, eat me. Mm-hmm. Okay, because then you can know what this shit looks like, you vegans. I bet they were the first people <laughs> to get fooled by this shit because they don't even know what that shit looks like. Yeah. Chorizo sausage, they had no idea. They had no idea. They're like, wow, that doesn't look like carrots. It must be a planet. They're offended that they saw sliced sausage. God damn it, you fucking, you know, yeah. you salad shooters. Like you need to. Chops. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that beautiful, delicious sun. Oh, oh wait, yeah. <laughs> I bet you'd like it if I put bacon-flavored salt on your salad. There you go. There you go. Wow, now we're getting mean. Oh, boy. Anyways, yeah. Hey, fuck you, vegans. I'm just kidding. Anyways. We kinda, love you. Kind of. Not really. But anyways, hey, you know what? Just have one burger, okay? And I don't mean about one of those Beyond Meat burgers, but just watch how much of a bicep you get just by eating one burger because that carrot ain't giving you shit but the shits. All right? That's it. You're a salad shooter. Eat a little bit of meat, maybe a sandwich. Try it out. You'll like it. Anyways, uh, the next one going on to the fuckery of people is the Indian government warns about Apple Watch security and hacking risk. Now, who saw this coming? Really? Who thought that Apple Watches were going to be so secure? So, A. Yes. People in India hack everything. Do they? And B, one of the biggest things that they hack is Apple shit. Is it? Oh, yeah. thousand percent, bro. Well, this is a no-brainer. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know they're always trying to scam. Yeah, so, there's a lot of oh, them that come oh, out of that. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous the type of stuff that they yeah. do. Okay so, okay, so I guarantee that the Apple podcast ratings list and stuff like that yeah, I guarantee that there is at least a couple of shows that are on there that are in the like featured top. This is oh, hot yeah. now. Yeah, well, that's the same thing with Do you. You know what it is? What? It's one guy and his buddies that are downloading oh. the episode, listening oh, to it for sure. one minute. Yeah, and then re-listening to it for a minute, and then re-listening. To, that's three. That's three. Right hey, there. by the way, sorry. Any of my friends out there, go do that. Okay, for me, thank you. <laughs> it, it it does. It messes up the you metrics. Ju- you just no. It helps out the metrics. Go uh, go give me. Go pump my numbers. Go pump my numbers. All my buddies, go do whatever he said. Go do that. We got to We got to counter all the ones that are doing it in India. <laughs> I need my numbers up. Uh, so well, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Numbers. I mean, that's same thing with with YouTube. I mean, they they you know they culture yeah. all that. But the biggest thing is this. The idea that, you know, we have this coming down the pike, we know it's coming, this integration of technology and humans, okay? Now, we already have it with smartphones, things like that. But now when you get something like a neural link, 
if somebody can hack a fucking smartwatch, now I know Neuralink is going to be supposedly more intricate, but it's it will not take long at all. And you think about the ability to hack the human brain. That is going to be very, very sought after. Very sought after. People are going to get paid money for being able to hack into a Neuralink server, like a, a person's server in their brain. You know, you think about, I kind of thought about It'll this. Be as soon as it comes out. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Hear me out now. Yes. Okay. So right now, the Apple iWatch. All right. Yes. Yes. That connects, and they are watching your watch. <laughs> that that connects to your phone, correct? For all yes. intents and purposes, it yeah, is yeah, your, yeah. It's, it's your phone on your wrist. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So say you have a pacemaker. Oh, exactly. Would, oh, what, what, what would your doctor have you control that pacemaker with? Yeah. An app on your phone nowadays. Look, they've got stimulators now so, that go in people's nerves and spines to help take away pain. And it's all run by a little remote control. Now, what's to stop them or anybody else from getting a hold of that and zapping you to the point of killing those nerves? Bingo. Where you just fold. You it know, can so happen. Absolutely. Anything, anything any... 100%. You know, being hacked, that's what a lot of people are worried about. Yeah. Well, look, th this is the truth, okay? As if it is convenient for you to use, it is incredibly convenient to be used against you. It's just 100%. That's the way it is. And it, look, it's laughable the amount of people that think they have security. It is laughable. I don't give a fuck what kind of phone you're on. I don't give a fuck if you're on a flip phone. Now they've got satellites up there watching what everybody does. It doesn't matter if you have a device or not. You would have to completely get away from anything with any form of signal, which would be hard to do these days, um, to truly get uh, get unsurveilled i believe oh yeah and, oh, and people opinion. accept it hook line and sinker and yeah basically feel like if you don't accept it you're a fool you yeah know? exactly create like a culture around being part of that yeah and you know i i didn't really bring it up to like go into the whole fucking article because this again it's just a bunch of bullshit about the technical shit because i don't really give a fuck but it's about the idea that nothing is safe from hackers. And if you think your brain is going to be safe, if you think that they're going to implement better security, because look, that's what the quantum apocalypse is all about. An unencryptable world. So there will be no, no safe place for anything that is connected to the internet. So you will have to either... Be comfortable with the fact that someone somewhere has the capability of hacking into your brain. They just don't. And and you just keep going on with your day. Or you fully opt out. But at what point do they not allow you to opt out? Or at what point is it like those guys that we now look at that say, I don't have a computer. And you go, what? It's going to be like that. You have the phone, right? Yeah, but dude, some of these people, I, I met some. I mean, I legitimately I know, met there, some. There's some people that don't have phones, like phones or computers, Dude. and it's like you're looking at a at a at a fossil. Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Dennis Rodman does not own a smartphone. Dude, there is zero reason to bring him into this. I, I I'm just saying he doesn't own a smartphone. <laughs> that that's crazy. Well, I don't know. I'm from that's Chicago, crazy. If you say like, Dennis Rodman I'm three times, he, he shows the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, be careful with that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, that man was a hell of a defender. Okay. <laughs> 
I'm not saying he didn't have some skills. He's just a weird dude. Oh, he, you know? he Shit, married man. himself. I mean, he just shows up. You start having sex with trannies. That's the way it is. That's yeah, the he, way it goes. I'm just saying it's more PC there, these though. days, but just, you know, it's not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah, just saying, yeah. you know, roofies get involved. Anyways, we won't go too far down that anyway, road. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. all I'm saying is, is Apple that Watch. Apple Watch. That's right. Be careful. You know, <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever had Dennis Rodman referenced on this show. Well done, Bill. <laughs> well done, sir. Wait, wait. I fit dildo into this episode. You fit Dennis Rodman. Hey, I just, yeah. that's not the first time that Dennis Rodman. I know they're and very closely. The they have a together. very close relationship. <laughs> very close relationship. Sorry, they Dennis. Um, Apple watches, and next day you're banging trannies. That's right. Absolutely. This, this actually. Hey, if that's your thing. Great. Life is rough. <clears throat> Jim so, Norton loves it. This uh, highlights the Indian government warning about Apple Watch security and hacking risk. Yeah. Um. Another big player right now that is doing a lot of hacking out there right now is North Korea. Oh, sure. It sounds oh, yeah. crazy, but it it's true. It, well, I in fact, I have another article up right now from Finland or Taiwan, actually. You mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's not North Korea, but uh, cyber attacks crashed several Taiwanese government websites hours before Pelosi's visits. Oh, that's China. And then... Or, uh, that, or yeah. it's China... Telling North Korea to doing it. And, Who know. knows, man? I mean, we really will we'll probably never know what's really going I mean, with cyber attacks and all that. Oh, yeah. Even the people that have it done can pretty much not know who did it. I mean, it might be one of those things where you, you suspect it. But th- we're getting into a, a whole new age where you can be attacked like this and you're not going to have any idea who's doing it. Um, and then again, the more integrated, which, look, I love the idea of being integrated with technology. And it really sucks that, th- that it makes it tough to want to get down on this because of the fact that you have people that are dicks about it. And uh, and so and if we didn't have a bunch of douchebags running this shit, we wouldn't have to worry about it. But we do, so we do. Um, but anyways, but, but then you got Finland. Finland, same thing. Finland's parliament hit with cyber attack following U.S. move to admit the country to NATO. What the fuck? I mean, so you just got... I mean, that's just in the last week. Not to mention, like you said, North Korea. We've got all kinds of cyber attacks going on all the time. They don't even tell us what what uh, what that one's all they're probably going on. Russian. Who knows? Who yeah, knows? We Russia. really Russia's another big player right now. Yeah. Too. We really, I I doubt <laughs> we'll ever know. But but the truth is, the fact is that it's happening, and that's what that's the biggest thing is that these cyber attacks they're attacking governments. Those are well encrypted. You know, you talk Apple company, that's well encrypted. Taiwan government, that's well encrypted. Your email, it's laughable. It's laughable. Your phone, it's laughable. Very much so. Okay? So now when it comes down to, okay, you want to get outfitted with Neuralink, but you're dumb. So you don't know how to encrypt the right way or the best way. So what do you have to do? You have to outsource your encryption which leaves you vulnerable. And that's what's going to happen to the majority of people because how many people are going to know how to encrypt something well enough to be able to keep brain pirates out? Nobody. It's a whole new world. We have no clue what we're fucking with. You know, right now it's like, oh, I'll pick a combo of my name and my kids' names and a birth date. You know? Oh, great. That'll take about four seconds to hack in for somebody who knows what they're doing. 
So it, yeah. it's just a scary thing to think about. So again, the only reason I bring those up is not to go into like the whole, you know, what's going on in these countries, but just to show that this idea of privacy, this idea of convenience, um, they are illusions because the convenience is there to get you to want it. But what's going on in the back end is your data is being sold. You are the product. Uh, they're watching you all the time. You give up a, you, uh, all the time. You're being surveilled. So that's the, 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 the sacrifice you give or what you give in return for this, the exchange. So what's the exchange for the convenience of having everything streamed into your brain? I argue the price is too high. The price is too high. And it, and it, it, won't, it will be until thousands of people are hacked. And who knows what the fuck that will look like. Uh, I seriously doubt it's to get credit card numbers and stolen identity. It's going to be about bombs. And it's going to be about killings. And it's going to be about shootings. And it's going to be about taking down countries by infiltrating people's brains. Um, that's what I see. Am I pessimistic? You bet your fucking ass. But it's hard for me to see the silver lining in, uh, in you know, the ability to uh, hack into fruit flies and then the cyber attacks that are coming on the back end. It's just, man, it is all lining up to we are fucked. You know, we are fucked. That's how I see it. But anyways, but maybe not. You know, maybe it'll be great. Maybe they'll just, you know, what will happen is they'll start doing like they used to with pirates is they'll just hang these uh, cyber criminals and then they'll, it'll be like an all-out just annihilation of these people because that's what they had to do when the trade routes were established in the oceans is they had to literally eradicate the entire um, community of pirates. They had to. They had no choice. Well, so the I should out there in the late 1700s. Yeah. There, there has actually been a lot of hackers that have been caught out there that when their story came out after they had served their time oh, and yeah, you yeah. know they when when they told their story that you know they it, they really were just you know wrong place wrong time doing a little bit more than they should have been doing oh sure whereas when it went to like trial or whatever it was like oh my god they were trying to espionage you know, and yeah, yeah and they really went overboard trying to you know at first give people life sentences and stuff for hacking crimes well these people they they you know i i assume you're talking snowden and assange no, I'm actually talking about people that got caught hacking long before these guys even started giving oh, off kind information. Of oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about the the people that originally started doing this when they were still doing call boxes and stuff on landlines and stuff. You know, yeah, hacking into those to get long long distance calls for free. Oh, I see what you you're know, saying. Yeah. Like back in the beginning of this. Well, I'm and that's kind of where the whole copyright laws came from was, uh, you know, people stealing shit like that. Uh, that could be called the early days of hacking, yeah. you know, things like that. But yeah, it's very, very interesting, but very interesting. Anyways, it's just hard yeah. to see the silver lining in something like that. And uh, again, I mean, I know silver, sil uh, cyber attacks, there is no silver lining. But what, uh, again, it's not going to be corporations, not going to be governments. Um, 
right now that is low hanging fruit. That's like practice, target practice for these guys. That's that's they love doing shit like that just to aggravate them, to aggravate the government. But when you have the ability to take over a human mind, my God, it's not going to be about play. It's going to be it's it's going to be about take advantage of humanity. It's going to be crazy, man, crazy. So I can't even imagine what that looks like, but. I assume we'll find out, you know, time will tell. Uh, anything else, Vince, on that? I mean, I think at face value, you know, they're just trying to poke the bear a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it'd be a little bit weird if they didn't do it. But as far as, I mean, this could be anybody. I mean, it could be government institutions. It could be private. You could have an offshoot of some Amazon or Saudi Arabian company doing this. Just a Alibaba. practice, you know. <laughs> think about another thing. Think about the false flags we've done to the Gulf of Tonkin is a great example of uh, what if these places are hacking themselves to get funding from the people? Yeah. You know, that's a very, very easy way. I mean, you don't, first of all, who of us even knows how to cyber attack? So you put that out there and it's, it's like, oh shit. I mean, you know, clearly that you need, you know, so then they go, oh, we got to build computers. We got to build infrastructure. So that's another thing that just goes way over people's heads. It's the same thing with the technology. That's why they put the human, human, uh, humanitarian spin on things because that you understand. You don't understand the science. You don't understand the technical side of it to really see what it's capable of. All you see is what they're telling you they're going to do with it. So they give you this humanitarian nugget that you chew on while they just do everything else. It's a, it's a total, uh, you know, distraction. You have it's, to ask yourself who benefits from, let's say, a exactly. war with Russia. That's right. That yeah. front. Yeah, Who's, exactly. You know, starting, making oh, yeah. it look like. Yeah. And there's a lot of players that could benefit. And so that's the hard part. It's it's just, uh, it's crazy out there, peeps. That's what we're getting at. It's crazy. And to go on with the craziness, Bill, you got anything else on that? Just stay safe. Yes, indeed. And you are not as secure as you think. Yeah. Everybody I think everybody is should being watched every day in some shape or form, whether it's active or passive. Mm-hmm. Your sure. cell phone pings off of three towers every couple of moments, you know, and that gets recorded somewhere. Yeah. So. And I know we're a little doom and gloom right now, but don't worry. It gets worse. So uh, the next one I have is. But we still uh, love you. <laughs> that's right. We do. Uh, PFAS in rainwater means it's unsafe to drink anywhere, even in Antarctica. So let me, let me rephrase that. They're saying that rainwater everywhere due to permanent chemicals is what that PFAS, we're going to get into it, but it makes it unsafe to drink rainwater anywhere. I'm going to say right now I'm going to call bullshit. Now, one thing is I do believe the permanent chemicals, but they have been trying to put a kibosh on people collecting their own rainwater for a long time. So let's get into this article, yeah. but it's it's really incredible to think, like I, I think this has been in play for a while, uh, and now, you know, whether you believe in the whole chemtrail thing or not, they did come out and say that they were spraying some shit into the air, uh, maybe not to the extent of chemtrails, but certainly in other ways. So with that being said, it certainly does mean that there's chemicals in the air. 
so I don't know. I'm just, I'm at a loss with this because I, I remember being a kid and knowing in California, knowing that you couldn't collect a bunch of rainwater. You had to, in certain areas, you had to have a permit. It had to be certain structures. It could only be certain amounts. It was really, really weird. There was all these regulations on collecting rainwater, and they always made it out like it was. It would cause natural, like, oh, well, nature wouldn't be getting enough water if, if everybody... Disruption to the farms. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Anyway, so real flimsy arguments, but let's get into it. Forever chemicals is what they're called, more scientifically known as per and poly, whatever the fuck, substances are now so widespread that new research estimates it's unsafe to drink rainwater anywhere across the globe, having spread globally in the atmosphere, now existing even in the air inside homes and schools. These human-made and harmful chemicals can be detected in rainwater and snow, even in Earth's most uh, remote locations. Now, of course, they're going to blame it on industries. They're going to blame it on... You know, all these things, humans, just us breathing and cows farting. But the truth is, is that on top of all this, they're launching rockets. They're flying jets. They got all this shit that they're putting chemicals into the air that aren't just from humans residing, right? So you have this compounded effect. Um, So it's very interesting that they've, you know, they've basically um, had a very big hand on helping this along, but they love to just say, oh, it's humanity as a whole that's causing the problem. Mm. And cows, of course. Well, what I don't get is, where does the rainwater go? It goes into rivers and streams. And what do we do to, if we're not drinking rainwater? What are we drinking? We're drinking that water. And you think people didn't and collect rainwater before? Yeah, and they were just fine. I mean, humanity yeah. had no choice. Had no choice if you didn't live by a stream Hawaii. or a river. I mean, Hawaii, like, they have to collect rainwater. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of states that encourage it. I mean, yeah, Alaska, you're right. the northeastern part of the United States, a yeah. lot of those states, I was reading in the other article that they encourage it. They provide tax incentives and credits. Yeah, you're right, they do. To get these things. It's just crazy that there's... You have this, you know, you have these states that have this freedom, but now you have this study mm-hmm. that makes it generally unsafe. So so they don't even have to make it illegal. They just tell you it's unsafe. It's kind of like the salmonella shit that keeps coming out and, you know, all that shit. Oh, don't eat this food. It's bad for you. Don't eat, you know, what, what was me, that recall seems, on peanut butter? It seems like a, <laughs> you know, crazy. Seems like a Trojan horse for some sort of federal regulation. You know, yes, they'll use exactly. cases like this, studies like this. Yeah. Maybe know, they just don't want us to know how many chemicals they're going to be pumping into the air. There you go. If they already deem it unsafe, they don't need to test it anymore. And they, then they just pump as much in yep, there as they they're want. They're just going to be like, hey, we told you it's unsafe. You know, and then they come up with whatever reason they want. Oh, humans are, you know, fucking it up again. You know, it's just, it's crazy. But yeah, you're right. There are states that do. Um, But again, are we going to always be in this realm of certain communities being able to do what they want? Or are they going to put out shit like this, making it dangerous 
for people right. to collect rainwater. This is against your best interest. Yeah. Well, like even before, legal. the reason why they put a, put a kibosh on it in certain states, like Washington State is a great one of that. They, they limit how much you can have. You can only collect it on a structure that's not designed to collect rainwater, you know, all this stuff. So it's and permits. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, well, at some point you infringe on our rights, but with this, it becomes a health hazard. Sound familiar? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's very, very mm -hmm. interesting how they tend to do that. So as soon as I saw this, I was like, bullshit, bullshit. Uh, so anyway, so, uh, and I'll include these, uh, I have another article. I'm not going to read through it, but, uh, as Vincent pointed out, it, uh, mentions different States and kind of certain ones that encourage, uh, but I'll include both state, of these. Actually, I, well, it was a good, good what's addition. That? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'll include both those. You guys can look at it, but it is true. There are States that encourage it, but there are States that definitely, um, do not. Um, it's legal with restrictions. Um, so what there's like, uh, six, seven, eight. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 states where it's restricted in some way. It's not never, it's nowhere is it illegal. But again, you don't need to make it illegal when you come out with a, a, a study that says it's unhealthy. It's unsafe. It's unsafe even to do it. It's harmful to do it. Oh, boy. You know, I'm well, just waiting for you know the satellites that they have in space to track the fresh water flow and then they'll <laughs> yeah. put regulations on who no can shit. collect in this area. Yeah, like a carbon tax, except it'll be a hydro right. tax. You know, shit, dude. That's what the, it is. I'll tell you what. You know what I'm going to do? I would gladly shoot water up my ass just so that way I could tell them so I could report it to them. You know what? I did this to spite you. I don't even like it. I just did it to spite you. I shoved it up my ass because I, I wanted to. You know, I just wanted <laughs> to tell you. Oh, you know, like I know I'm only taking so it out I of myself. Get it unfiltered. Yeah, I know I'm only taking it out of myself, but you know, that's what children do when they act out, you know, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to act out. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to enema myself with a garden hose and, uh, and I'm going to let them tax it. And I'm going to claim it be like, yep, on this day, this, I use $30 of water in my ass. Anyways. So again, <laughs> give me uh, credit. <laughs> <laughs> my ass water. Uh, again, self-sustaining. <laughs> hey, some could sell that for lots of money, but dude, dude, <laughs> they dude. sell farts in jars. Dude, dude, I'm already working on it. All right. I'm already working on it. I'm already working on it. chocolate starfish water. Um, so <laughs> that's what it's going to be. Chocolate starfish water. Uh, I'm already working on it. Different flavors. We got a berry. It's very pleasant. Very refreshing. So uh, it's got electrolytes. So anyways, uh, mad scientist. The next one on this, which is ridiculous to go on. And you, when you think it didn't get worse, mad scientists create human bread. And they say yeast. I, I want to keep that out. Mad scientists create human bread in a lab. They say it works like a charm. What the fuck? All right. Yeah, so me, creepy. Dude. Yeah. Really creepy. Uh, let's get into it. So a team of scientists at Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands managed to successfully insert human muscle genes into a bit of baker's yeast for the first time. The human genes in question express a metabolic, me metabolic pathway that involves breaking down sugars to produce energy, the same mechanism that's a part of many common disorders, including, among others, cancer. 
That means the engineered humanized yeast could open plenty of doors in the fields of drug screening and cancer research, proving once and for all, yes, yeast can serve as an excellent tool in a scientist's arsenal. Hold on. Has that been up for debate? Has it been? I don't, I, when ha, I've never heard the argument of like, Yeast can't work to save lives. Yes, it can. But now they're like, oh, well, we prove it once for all that yeast is beneficial. I don't know. Like, I can see that it would be beneficial because, you know, it it's a living organism that you can use to transport. It's weird as fuck. You know? It's weird <clears throat> as fuck. They have human I mean, bread. Like, what are they trying to build? But well, yeah, I don't. I don't know why they're having. I guess to splice it with human. Well, again, I so think it, it takes. Look, I think it comes down to look. We there is an ethical question about taking the cells of a rat or a mouse or a rabbit that they typically work on and replacing it with humans. Right? We would all raise an eyebrow at that fucking bread. Nobody gives a shit. It's the same thing with the the uh, the the fucking fruit flies. Nobody gives a shit about bread, but what they're doing is they are gathering data on how to input and not just implant, replace bread cells with human cells. In essence, creating human bread. Now, of course, again, that sounds. Nothing like, well, that, that's not nothing. Okay, well, what happens when you can do that with literally anything? Now, you could also reverse it. You could replace human cells with something else. This is what they're learning how to do. But they're doing it with fucking bread, so nobody raises a fuss. Because nobody gives a shit if they replace the cells on their toast. Yeah, there there was kind of a big uproar about the guy who got a pig heart. There you go. I mean, the guy he 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 was up for it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was it, it was his choice. Right. But even then, and that was minuscule. Sure. That was minuscule. And then he died. But now you're talking about now you're talking about replacing cells of something else with humans. Again, you do that to a living creature, and and somebody's gonna say you're trying to create human and animal hybrids. People would be like, whoa, but you do this with bread and nobody gives a shit. Again, it's just yeast. And they're like, yeah, oh, like if you well. read between the lines of this, it's almost like cloning. Yes, it's you know, crazier than cloning, dude. You could literally process. create humans out of anything. This is where it's going. I, so you could have yeast humans. You could have graham cracker humans. You could have fucking wood humans. Dude, whatever. I mean, who knows? Who knows? I I don't know what the fuck it means to replace human cells with bread cells other than you have a human bread combination. So what happens when you start doing that? Except you have more human cells than, let's say, avocado uh, cells. So the human has now taken on avocado characteristics but, but it it's <laughs> it's primarily human, but it's also kind of avocado. Well, what they're doing is you've got <laughs> bread that's mostly bread, but it's now also kind of human. So 
I'm telling you, this is the what they're doing now. Is it's just gonna be where oh fuck, you want a combo meal of a fucking giraffe and a human? You got it, buddy. That's where we're going. But because no one will allow you to splice a human and a giraffe, they're not doing it. They're doing a fucking bread. Somebody somewhere put on a piece of paper. We want to put human cells into bread cells, and somebody goes, "Well, at least it's not a rabbit." And signed off for it. That, I, I, 100%, 100%, that's what happened. You know, this is what I imagine. I imagine, like, your, your, your seasoned scientists, okay, and then your rookie fresh out of their, they just got their... They need something. Masters mm-hmm. or whatever, their, 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 their last freaking degree or whatever, their mm-hmm. doctorate, whatever it is. You know, they just graduated from that, so they're the rookies, you know, and the, the, the upper sky's got to haze the lower guys a little <laughs> bit there, you know. And they just, like, have a hat with random shit on there that they're, like, just fucking with them. They're like, oh, this is going to be good. All right, guys, line up and grab one out of the yeah. hat. And just one guy yeah, got your fucking human yep. bread. Brad got bread. And he's like, <laughs> damn it! Damn it! That's like the cards against, against humanity. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like I said, man, this it's, it's, it's bread. So it seems so unassuming. That's the genius of it. These guys are so... They spent so much time thinking about how they could make this happen without your ruffling feathers that they literally got to the point of going, let's fuck with bread. You know, they wanted it so bad. And I'm telling you, man, this is just, again, you have Nazi scientists that did this type of shit with people, but we don't allow it here. So they're doing it with bread. That's all that means. It doesn't mean that they're not trying to do it with humans. It means they're not allowed to. It doesn't mean they don't want to. Dude, the fact that they're doing this says they absolutely want to do this with other things. Who the fuck wants to fuck with bread? Nobody cares Nobody. until the bread tries to eat you back. Or just fucking <laughs> walks around being like doing TikTok dances. You know, I bitch change the channel. <laughs> that's when shit's going to get real. All of a sudden your bread has a personality. You know, you pop it in the it toaster. Shut up. It, you pop it in the toaster and it's like crimes against humanity. You know, crazy, man. Crazy. <laughs> What's that over there? I got me uh, some sourdough Dude, think mixed about that. with uh, Barbara. Dude, think about that. If you, Yeah, no shit. Barbara bread. Think about it if you accidentally got a piece of human bread and threw it in the toaster and you just started screaming. It'll make you look food totally different. Oh. Totally well, different. And you're man. going to jail for murder. <laughs> right? not, if you, not if you eat it. <laughs> Hide the evidence. Hide the evidence. Oh, yeah, <laughs> see, if you could eat a person, Are murder. Are you then accountable? Of bread, well, partially. Ah. Like I said, it's kind of bread, so it's kind of cannibalism. It's kind of murder. It's also kind of just toast. Is oh, hold on, hold on. Okay, hold on. Oh, this, this. Okay, this kind of actually scares me a little bit here. All right, what are we talking about? We're talking about murder, dude. Look at, We're talking right. about murder. So, hear me out. I'm, hear me dude, out. I'm listening. Okay, so in the future, yeah. All the animals are dead except for humans. Where do we get our protein? Ah, uh, see, yeah. We take human cells. Oh, dude. We put it in bread yeast. <laughs> yeah. And we bake that shit into a human bread, and now we have protein in our diet 
in our space travel. That's right. They can call and, it half and half, just like the milk. And they can harvest that and grow it from you and me and fucking other shit. That 100%. They, a hundred percent, dude. Well done, wow. sir. Well done. Well done. The power of THC. You put it together. <laughs> is in me. That's right. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's no end yeah. to where they can go with this. I mean, it's, you know, you start doing this again. The only reason people aren't uh, up in arms about this is because it's bread. If it was with anything other than uh, something that people could give two shits less about, unless you're in a third world country, uh, then... It's it's just nobody gives a shit. As long I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you tell PETA we're doing this with bread and they go, as long as it's not the poodles. You know, mm-hmm. do it with the bread, but leave the poodles out of it. And and it can't be embryonic or yeah. stem cells. And that's the whole thing is nobody sees it's the scariness tell. out of it because it's just, it's just human bread. muscle genes. That's quote, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Scary shit, man. Scary yeah. shit. And with that, the whole idea of, you know, science going crazy, medical going crazy, this is really going to bum you out. <laughs> this is why I said it's really going to bad news. And look, I I love you all, and I'm sorry it's been such a downer of an episode, but I feel like this shit needs to be said. And uh, by the way, not every single one of the bonus episodes is a downer like this one, but this one was um, a little bit only because look, I mean, there's some scary shit coming down the bike, but this one is really scary. It's official. Curing patients is bad for business, especially in the United States mm-hmm. of America. Yeah. Yeah. One of two countries oh, it's like the wild west out here. Oh yeah. One of two countries that has no, um, government oversight of, uh, prescription drug prices or advertising of prescription drugs. It's unreal. Uh, But this takes it, I mean, I was infuriated when I read this. I was infuriated. Uh, Pharmaceutical companies are developing new drugs in only two therapeutic areas these days, cancer and rare diseases. Why? These are the only therapeutic areas where exorbitant pricing is tolerated by payers. So I'm going to break that down for you. The only reason that pharmaceutical companies develop new drugs for cancer or any rare disease is because they can charge a lot for it. That's that's what that paragraph said. How exorbitant are we talking about? Most new drugs for cancer and rare diseases are being priced above $400,000 a year per patient. Some drugs are being priced at $1 million per treatment, and prices continue to soar. Now, again, I'm going to break that paragraph down. We're going to do this for the whole thing. That means that they are limiting your ability to get health care. So they don't have to tell you that health care is only available for the rich. They don't have to tell you that only the elite get cures and medicine. They don't have to do that. They just outprice you. That's it. They just outprice you. One pill, yeah, a million dollars. Price. Crazy. Crazy. Uh, Who loses from this pricing practice? You might think the patients with cancer or with rare diseases are most likely to suffer, but that isn't true. To cover these exorbitant costs for even a small number of people, payers slash their expenditures in other therapeutic areas, and these cuts affect millions of people. For example, instead of agreeing to pay for the best treatment for diabetes for $1,500, payers approve the use of a second-rate treatment for $75. 
Physicians are not good at challenging payers, so most patients will get the second-rate treatment. So the patients who lose the most are typically those who do not have cancer or rare diseases. Although I semi-disagree with that because if they're getting cancer treatment, they're still paying out the ass. Million dollars for so one they, pill? Yeah, so they don't... scale. And they generally don't get the option for second-rate treatment, especially in cancer. You know, the, the second-rate treatment is in your own hands you know otherwise it's uh it's chemotherapy and that one pill cost they don't even give you the option no there's there really isn't i mean so so in some cases that's true and some there aren't uh actually nearly everyone else loses when a company prices a novel drug at extreme levels last week things took a turn for the worse according to the article by tay kim and cnbc goldman sachs issued a report by salvine richter these douchebags that suggested that mm-hmm. drug developers might want to think twice about making drugs that were too effective richter's report entitled the genome revolution was issued on april 10th and says the potential and i quote The potential to deliver one-shot cures is one of the most attractive aspects of gene therapy, genetically engineered cell therapy, and gene editing. Now, mind you, they can do this, okay? It's not that they can't, people. It's that they won't. However, such treatments offer... Oh, and I'm going back to the quote now. However, such treatments offer a very different outlook with regard to recurring revenue versus chronic therapies. While this proposition carries tremendous value for patients and society, they say that. They say that. It could represent a challenge for genome medicine developers looking for sustained cash flow. If that doesn't make you sick to your stomach. Now I'm going to repeat that. While this proposition of one-shot cures carries tremendous value for patients and society. It represents a challenge for developers looking for sustained cash flow. So they're literally turning their backs on society and patients for money. That's, I mean, point blank. So the article goes on, the translation, if you develop a new drug that cures people rapidly, then patients will not need to take the drug on an ongoing basis, and that limits the amount of money a company can make. The analyst asks, is curing patients a sustainable business model? My God. Unreal. Bad question. Uh, it's, It's despicable. It's disgusting. The problem appears to be particularly great if the disorder in question is a transmittable disease. The Goldman Sachs report cites the example of Gilead Sciences, uh, which gained approval for its novel hepatitis C treatment, Salvati, in 2013, followed by Harvoni less than a year later. Their introduction was a landmark event for two reasons. First, they provided a near-certain cure for hepatitis C in 12 weeks. 12 weeks, people. Fantastic. Second, they were among the first of a series of drugs to be priced at exorbitant levels. When Harvoni was introduced, a 12-week course in the U.S. cost $94,000 over that, $94,500. Incre- interestingly, in India, the same 12-week course of treatment cost only $900, assuming that the company was still making a profit of its sales in India. Was this outrageous pricing good enough for Goldman and Sachs? Oh, hell no. Mm -mm. 
In her report, Ms. Richter notes that U.S. sales for the hepatitis C treatments peaked at $12.5 billion. That's not enough, they say, but have been falling ever since. Goldman estimates the U.S. sales for these treatments will be less than $4 billion this year. Oh, you only made $4 billion off of something? Such a no. bummer. Takes you like a dollar to make like a thousand of these pills. Yeah. Miss Richter laments this development. She writes, Guild is a case in point where the success of its hepatitis C franchise has gradually exhausted the available pool of treatable patients. Mind you, they're curing people. It works. But they say it works too good. They go on. In the case of infectious diseases such as hepatitis C, curing existing patients also decreases the number of carriers able to transmit the virus to new patients. Thus, the incident pool also declines. Translation, curing patients doesn't allow for the disease to create new patients that we can treat. So we need to pull back. Gilead's yeah, if they had it their way, they would keep it going for 100 years. Oh, of course they would. They've been doing that. That's exactly why we don't have cures. Gilead's, like for the common cold, give me a motherfucking break. Gilead's rapid rise and fall of its hepatitis C franchise highlights one of the dynamics of an effective drug that permanently cures a disease, resulting in a gradual exhaustion of the prevalent pool of patients. Diseases such as common cancers, where the incident pool remains stable, fucking gross that they put it that way. It means a lot of people get cancer. That's what that says. That's what that means, where the incident pool remains stable. That means people are constantly getting cancer, you fucks, are less risky for business. So will a company that wants to develop a real cure for an infectious disease have trouble getting financing? Just imagine a company has a new drug that can cure a disease in 90% of patients with no dose. The imagined response from investors, that's great, but your drug's too effective. You won't be able to generate sustainable cash flow with that kind of business plan. The obvious suggestion, could you possibly make the drug a bit less effective so that people would need to continue to take it on an ongoing basis so you'd be able to generate more money? The company says no. The imagined response, well, if you insist on making a drug that cures with one dose, we would imagine charging a king's ransom for it. Could we propose you charge a million dollars for a course of treatment? And if you think that's exaggerated, you're wrong. Earlier this year, Spark Therapeutics introduced its new drug, Luxturna, for a rare form of blindness to cure the blind. Fucking Blind Mike needs this. Right? It promises a cure with a single dose. The price tag? $425,000 per eye. Per eye. That means $850,000 for a cure. And it gets worse. In 2012, a company called Unicure, NV, uh, marketed Glibera, uh, whatever the fuck, something with a T, for the treatment of lipoprotein lipase deficiency at a price of $1.6 million per treatment. After one patient in the entire world was treated, no one seemed excited about prescribing the overpriced drug, and the company did not renew its marketing license. So see, that right there proves the opposite. It proves the opposite. Just because you have the cure and you can charge $1.6 million for it means nobody else is going to buy it. So you're going to go out of business anyways. Yep. It's the idea of having a nice shirt that you could charge a lot of money for or you could charge a decent amount for and get it on a lot of backs. 
we that's like the idea. You know, we it's we ready. typically think of doom and gloom a little bit with this. With you know, they're they're out to get our money and stuff like this. But I know that uh, Vince could probably uh, agree with me on this. It's actually amazing how generous people can be if oh. they actually genuinely are behind what you're doing. Yeah. 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 So. 100%. Think about the fundraising people do instead for MS of, and cancer. Instead of trying to fucking make these stock shareholders fucking yeah. happy. Yeah. Instead of doing crowdsource. Exactly. A hundred percent. And yeah. I guarantee there's going to be some whale that has $16 billion in the bank somewhere that says, hey, this is going to look good for me. Yeah. And it's a tax. Oh, you bet. And it's a tax write off. Yes. Because I'm, I'm fucking, you know. Yes. Boom. Some exposure. Like here, I'll donate this much money for you to be able to save this many people. Hundred percent. Like, and when you run out of that, I got some friends that are down with this too, and they got a couple of billion for. It. Like, yeah. they they could do this. Absolutely, it's been done. Look how many millions of dollars people donate to cancer research. And the sad part is, a lot of it doesn't go to cancer research. It goes to the CEOs of these companies. To bonuses, to administrators. That's what's disgusting about it. So if you actually have a cure, I guarantee you a guy that's willing to put 200 grand into a donation to a cancer hospital, when he finds out, you know, look, there's this kid over here that for $450,000, he can get a shot that cures his cancer. That guy is going to go, let me find another dude. Guaranteed. Yep. Guaranteed. He's going to go to his pool because rich people know rich people. So again, it's you're absolute, Bill, you're 100% right on that. That what they're doing here is they are, they are discrediting humanity and what we will do for each other. They are assuming that, that the only way they're going to make money is, I mean, again, I don't think they should charge this much anyways, where it does take a couple of rich people to buy a kid a cancer shot. I don't think it should. It, it should be to where, why the fuck do we have insurance companies anyways? Are they yeah. not making money? Are, they, are the hospitals not making money? So can we not get this together yeah. where, where they just they approve it for, through insurance? It, it, it's just sick. It's sick. It disgusts me. It, it infuriates me. Uh, all this other stuff about technology and shit like that, there is some benefit to it. Again, there's some benefit to the technology that, yes, it gets used against us. Yes, our privacy is shot. Yes, there's a lot of bad there. But, hey, we get a Bluetooth toaster that sings to us while we make toast. Great. But with this, with this, this is true, honest better good for humanity type shit curing cancer curing diseases and and they can't see the benefit in in just lowering the price i <sighs> it's because the people in charge the ceo yeah. is a shareholder oh yeah that other shareholders and banks are involved yeah. And, yeah exactly yeah. and that's all I mean, we just want money in, is, you know we have not reached the limits of scientific innovation, but yeah. we have reached the limits of common sense and common decency. Dude, a hundred percent. Yes. Like it, that was well written in there. It, it certainly does. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, it's our innovation has surpassed our conscience and it's no longer about why it's about when. 
and it's about the money. It's not about the people. And it's, it's all about the bottom line. And I understand these companies got to pay their people, but let me tell you something, the guys in the suits that sit in a room that, that, uh, that decide which drugs they're going to do, they don't need those guys. They need a bunch of good hearted scientists sitting down and brainstorming. That's all you need. That's all you need. That's something grassroots to counter yeah. research things against, you know, maybe get more research into these one shot. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Continue at, the research. At a cheaper rate. Continue yeah. the research. Absolutely. Like in my opinion, if it was to actually go for that, you know, and not get diluted in the rest. Just like, that. I mean, there's no way that you could ever guarantee it because of the way that the rest of it works out. But take my tax money for that shit. Absolutely. Right. Government take funded my money. research. Like, That's right. That is the shit that I that. want my taxes for, yeah, is for not, us to be able to get. we want government for. Yeah. I yeah. want a five-year-old little girl to be able to live if there's one pill that can give it to her. Yeah. I want her to be able to live and because it costs $5 and not yeah. $5 million. Look, we already know you're not fixing the roads. Quit pretending. Yeah. Throw it at the shot. Throw it at the shot. And I don't mean the jab. I'm talking about the cancer shots, you fucks. Don't translate what I'm saying. Don't flip it around. I'm saying, look, like Bill said, if you got a pill, if you got a shot that can cure cancer today, it is worth it. It is worth it to take yeah. all of the money that you're spending on whatever the fuck. And yeah, I'm going to say it. Quit sending money to fucking Ukraine and let's do something better with it. This, put it into this. If you're going to promote any people taking any kind of jab, it should be this. It should be cancer yeah. treatments and MS treatments and lupus treatments. Fibromyalgia. In the States, we're able to vote for the the yeah. people who represent us. So, I mean, yeah. we could look at each candidate, you know, yeah. line by line, yeah. you know, who's unpaid for. Well, it comes down to they this. voted for and against. You could see that stuff in every single. Yeah. It comes down to this session that what's coming in healthcare isn't, uh, isn't about helping people. Isn't about prolonging life. It's not about curing, um, they're going to they're going to develop r- drugs that cure nothing like they've done. They're going to continue on that even though now we know that they have the capability to do otherwise. They're going to make sure that that uh they don't have to cuz they don't have to. Uh and it's disgusting. It's just it's horrible, man. It's terrible. And again, you know, I uh, I I am sorry not sorry for um bringing such a a downer of an episode. Uh, and man, I mean, this is one of the longest episodes we've ever done on this show, but really? yeah, I mean, I think our <laughs> longest one we did was like two hours and we're at two thirteen, dude. But, uh, Ooh. but yeah, man, I mean, that, that's the hard part is, um, is just that this is the world we live in. And so, yeah, we have some great technological advances, but then we have this kind of shit that is going on that we, we know companies, I mean, this, this is out about pharmaceuticals and medicines and things like that. Now, I guarantee you they're they saying the same thing about technology. You know, why don't we have a light bulb that lasts forever? We 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 could have that tomorrow. They don't want us to. Absolutely. A car that runs on water. Have that tomorrow. A guy in the 80s did it. We could have it tomorrow. What guy? Yeah. <laughs> but I I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's they're not going to that's the whole point. That's the whole point. And and again, 
uh, I'm sorry for it, being such a downer. But uh, but man, it does pay to keep your eyes open, though. Absolutely, it absolutely does. You, you it have makes to. the world feel more real. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the only way it is more real because uh, you I'm know not you numb it. No, and put my hand in the sand. No, you might live in this world where you just ignore things and think that, oh, well, hey, if I, what I don't know doesn't hurt me, eh, eventually it will because the world will close in on you. Um, I, I, a great analogy for this is the old guy in the house that just lets the world build up around him. And that by the time he steps outside, uh, he's living in the middle of a city. Still got this little house. Uh, that movie Up is a great example of that. Sure, you know, but uh, but that's exactly what it is. Is people don't want to admit that they live in the world that they live in. Security is a great example. People that think that oh well, I have a gun, so I'm secure. Well, only if you know how to use it, and only if you secure your residence as well. You know, and but only if you can outmaneuver, outwit. Yeah, coming at you. Yeah, like. you better hope. You know, so it's so it's this illusion of security, it's this illusion of privacy, this illusion of healthcare, this illusion of yeah. uh, of. And again, every time I hear somebody say, "Oh, you know, scientists aren't bad; um, they're just people that are trying to get funding for their research," I say, you know, there continues to be example after example of the opposite of what you're saying, of people that are le- like this. Perfect example of multiple people. Multiple people, Mm -hmm. a whole company strategizing for how to fuck you over and knowing, knowing that it's, they say it point blank, beneficial. We know that it's beneficial for patients and humanity. They say society, it's humanity, but we're not going to do it because it's not beneficial. Imagine being a fly on the wall in that quarterly board meeting. (laughs) Dude, imagine if they're willing to say that publicly, imagine what they do. Imagine who they are, the amount of uh, people they treat like shit. Ah, I can only imagine. Oh, anyways, anyways, I um, wouldn't want to be a fly on the wall because you remember you said (laughs) earlier squashed. No, they're hacking fruit flies. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. It's you a circle, Ben. You wouldn't even it's know it. Circle. You're right. You're right. You brought it back, Bill. Well, and on that note, the biggest question I have, as always, is what do you all think? That's what I want to know. I want to know what you think. <clears throat> what do you think about all this technology and, um, you know, this security stuff coming down the pike? What do you think about it all? If you got stories, you got experiences, you just want to reach out, uh, you can reach out through the show notes. Go to that portal to all things you up phone no show link in the show notes that'll take you to everything click which one you want whether it's the youtube whether it's the rumble any of that shit um on top of that uh make sure and uh go and share this episode with your friends give a nice review hit that uh subscribe button again on the rumbles and the youtubes it really does help go do that you can go get some merch you can tag UFNO Podcast with your sweet-ass merch. Help us build up a portfolio of fans. That would be awesome. Uh, and, of course, um, you can go and you can donate at Patreon.com where we are building the Tinfoil Militia, my friends. And I want you in the ranks. So go and donate now uh, to my OG supporter, designer, tinfoil hat-wearing Aaron Rice. Thank you, lady for getting me started on this whole Patreon thing. Awesome. 
Um, thank you so much. Uh, Casey Armadillo, first merch buyer and now member of the Tinfoil Militia. Thank you so much, friend. Michael Benavides, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to Tinfoil. And you told me you got some stories about Roswell. I want to hear them, so tell me. Michael Ralston, thank you. Welcome as well. Uh, Jesse, we always have some great conversations after the shows. I love it. Keep it up. I, I love hearing what you think. I'm going to get her on the show. One of these times, I'm going to get her on the show, just like I did Vince. Uh, Rihanna, of course, thank you so much. Her and her hubby, we have great talks as well. Um, so much fun. They Actually, they kind of cue me in on some things. We had a great talk today. Um, and then, of course, uh, Carlton Turner, another one. Welcome, sir. And now, also from the show, you just met him, uh, Vince. Also welcome to the Tinfoil Militia. Thanks again, dude. Appreciate it. And uh, you, too, could be a part of the UFO No Army, the Tinfoil Militia, patreon.com slash UFO No Podcast, where we are going to be releasing a new episode each week uh, that's ad-free and, of course, a bonus episode on top of that. And then I'm going to be adding some new things as well. Um, So now for my general shout-outs to my friends, the Black Coast Killer Band out of the UK. Um, they got a great merch brand called Wet Wired. These guys are awesome. If you love heavy metal, um, you're going to love these guys. They are amazing. Uh, go check them out. They always give me great shout-outs on the Instagrams and on the social medias. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um, you're great. And then my friend Casey Leeski, always a great uh, moral support for me, works with me over the CBD shop. Um, thank you, man. Love you. Um, and then, of course, Matthew Morfit, Dude, thank you as well. Um, gave me, uh, you know, wanted to hear about Valiant Thor, so I did some digging, came up with an episode on that. Wanted to hear about Galactic Federation, came up with an episode on that. So thank you, sir, for the inspiration on that. And then, of course, my friend, again, on the show again, Vince. Dude, thanks, man, for always shouting us out, giving me a nice review. Of course. Uh, Ridiculous Patronus 1. Your Scented Memory, Gigi Holland, The Slime King Plays. Uh, Thank you all for your kind words. My sister, Christy, and the whole family, Jesse, Zoe, Emma, thank you guys for listening. Uh, And now a guy that uh, reached out to me, sent me some stories. I have yet to read the stories, but I am excited. Um, Josh from Camp Verde, Arizona. Uh, I want to be abducted too, man. I just want to, I want to believe. And I feel like if I, if I get abducted, I'll see it for myself. So uh, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, again, go get yourself some merch, go donate patreon.com tag UFO podcast on Instagram. And, uh, and if you want to get a shout out, just let me know you listen to the show and go and donate. It is that simple. And again, share, share, share. Otherwise, uh, Bill, what is your uh, Twitter handle? Uh, I actually don't have Twitter. I don't have Instagram. Oh, brother, why did I say Twitter? You're Twitch. Fired. Oh, Not fuck. Twitch. It started with I, a TWI. So I am B-L-I-T-Z-D-8-6, and that's... Blitzed 8-6. Uh, Twitch TV backslash that. <laughs> there you go. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, Bill, I love it. Um, and uh, <laughs> I'm in the stratosphere. My dude, friend. fucking a, uh, me too. It's great. Um, Vince, what is yours? Alien vibe guy. Yeah. It's just twitch.tv slash alien vibe guy. Same thing on all socials. Sweet. Right on, man. Mm-hmm. That's well, dude, I should have said it. 
Hey, man. Keeping my eyes in the sky. Now you know for next time. Yeah, get your shit together. Get your shit together. Bring the plane down a little bit. (laughs) Nah. uh, No, I agree with you. Um, All right, man. Well, look, I really appreciate you guys being on the show. Uh, Vince, thank you so much. We literally just met this week, had a phone conversation, and uh, had a great phone call. Super fun. I said, hey, man, jump on the show with me. Let's do this. uh, Oh, I was starstruck man so oh <laughs> super fun man really really fun uh badass yeah. and bill thank you this is what third time uh yeah two on the patreon Fucking bonus a. episodes and then Thanks. if you end up putting this on the main or if this is dude we're eventually gonna go video to i am uh semi-retarded so i do not uh do any of this shit well ah we'll we'll get it figured yeah out. we'll get it figured I out i need to come over early one day so we can have two brains trying to work on it at the same time well if we're in the stratosphere we'll definitely have two clear-minded brains working oh, on this yeah. problem for sure uh again thank you all so much for listening to the episode vince bill thank you both for being on the show uh, it means a lot. Love you guys. And uh, and look, any of you have stories, again, stories, experiences, I want to hear about them. I want to talk to you. Um, and as usual, hey, stay elevated, okay, like we are, and keep your eyes to the skies. And remember, watch out for the government. They're shysty bastards. <laughs> <laughs>